Welcome on board, European Highlander. Before you begin your journey, please listen very carefully to this important safety announcement. And then, and then you get the ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and, then, and then you have, like, the bar is situated at the forward end of deck four. Deck four, let's go. And proudly serves Starbucks coffee. <laughs> and then fucking waits for ages. <laughs> also tea. <laughs> With a selection of snacks. Builds up your excitement. Sandwiches. Morning goods and cakes. And you just know when you go to get in and you're like, no, none of those left. <laughs> That nope. happens every time. Yeah. Uh, every, every time. Every lorry driver's uh, got them all. Yeah. Well, look, you're all very welcome aboard the Soul to Scene podcast. Uh, I'm your captain, Andy Cooper, and today I'm joined by Gary and Ross. Hello. Hello. And this week's guest, Supercar... Stowaway. Stowaway, Supercar Stowaway, and RMS Forum member, Warren Mercer. You're very welcome, Warren. Thank you very much. Supercar, supercar disaster, probably uh, is a better term. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what you're here for. <laughs> Bit of a Titanic-style supercar action. Uh, you're very welcome to the show, uh, but maybe not to McLaren dealership. <laughs> no, I don't think so anyway. No, no we'll, McLaren dealership. The proverbial iceberg. We'll get to that uh, later. Anyway, hopefully we don't get marooned in the Irish Sea. And hope you, you enjoyed my tribute to the wholly unnecessary announcements on the ferry. And that's because Gary is away uh, car shopping tomorrow. Maybe we'll get to hear how that went in the next show. Possibly. My mate Robert runs RSG Auto Logistics, does yes. car deliveries home, and he and he had the uh, he was over delivering something to England, and he said, "Look, I've an empty bed. What will we bring back? Very, very difficult to know what to buy. What mm-hmm. what, what would you buy to bring back from from England? Cheap and chancy to make a few pound on. I think you probably couldn't go wrong with a, a Golf GTI of some Mark, kind. They we, always we, sell. We thought Mark Five yeah. GTI or if something. you get a direct money." But that's that's the thing. Everyone wants mm. a bullion. There is no right money for cars at the moment. No, literally. none. It's crazy. Stupid money everywhere. It's crazy. Maybe just fill like about a hundred jerry cans with diesel. Bring that back. Uh, yeah, that one or two. That's what you would sell. Take a trailload sure. of the the super unleaded. The length and breadth, England. You could probably get something <laughs> under one ninety somewhere. Are you carrying any fuel on this vehicle? <laughs> and just four cubes of fuel yeah. <laughs> with a bit of V par in the back. <laughs> so. Uh, so no, the car car prices are are mad. So I have the EV6 on test at the moment, as you all you've all uh, seen, and I think around the table reasonably impressed by the for IKEA. Thoroughly impressed, yeah. actually. Yeah, I think we all definitely were. Yes, yeah. the inside. Um, it was just that flat floor that EVs have. Yeah, the IKEA has really shown. Uh, there's just so much more room in them, you know, and and, and yeah, there's something nice about it. They're a great place to be for a daily driver. When I got in beside Ross, I thought it's like flight of the navigator. Yeah, <laughs> it's just screens and buttons everywhere. It's class, it's really cool. I like uh, them. Yeah, yeah. And, and his head morphing through from the back. <laughs> no, the, the, the best bit was when you pressed the button and both our seats went back into a recline position. <laughs> <laughs> Not together, by the way. <laughs> My only gripe is on it's, the one it's, seat. It's a big beast of a car. Like, what is that marketed against? Is that meant to be a golf? No, it's bigger. It's bigger than it's that. Bigger it's, it is probably up against the Model Y, although the Model Y is huge. Mm-hmm. But just when I was thinking about uh, when I was saying about Robert going over and bringing cars home, the price of stuff. So, take a Model Three, 
maybe be up against as well. So the base model three used to be forty grand. Mm-hmm. From was it from last week or something? It's forty eight k. It's just Jesus. jumped eight grand. That that key has jumped four grand in the in the last month yeah. as well. That's new cars. There's um. I'm part of one of the like. There's an E46 M3 owners group, mm-hmm. and there's a Phoenix Yellow has popped up. Now, don't get me wrong; it's it's low mileage. There's everything else on it, but in the last year and a half, it's went up 18 grand in price compared to what it sold at. What? Imagine getting one for three quid like Ross. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, a thousand pound a month is what this E46 has apparently gained. Um, it's, it's nuts. It's frightening. And it's not worth it. It's absolutely not worth it. The cheapest model three in the UK and piston heads out 160 cars, 39,000. So, but basically, what it was new in 2019, yeah. just looking at uh, at them and you know, they've all 20, 30, um, going 30, up 1000k or on them, unreal. Wow, unreal. So, no, the, the price of stuff is is uh, is mental and the cost of fuel and all on all the rest. But, I saw the GT4, I think, that since we were last talking yep. as well. So, so it's away in preparation for the for the Lotus coming. Uh, advertise it, uh, deposit within 24 hours, couldn't believe it. Bonkers. It's mad. No tyre kickers, nothing to deal with it like that. No, 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 just simple, straightforward, Brilliant. boom, gone. I it's believe it's it. not a shock, to be honest, it's an amazing car. Like, and your car was in a micro condition too, and but I was in it. Still a lot of money. Do you know what yeah. I mean? What, in anyone's, in anyone's book, you know. It so flips so rapidly like that. It's, yeah. all, it's, it's frightening. It's you could say a, a GT Porsche of some kind almost sells itself. You know, they're just such a good car. Yeah. You know, their pedigree and everything else, they're so well, well think known. Whoever's buying it knows what they're buying. So yeah. they don't really need to come and go, oh, does it do this or does it do that? They're just going to buy it. True. That's exactly. True, true. And there's so few of them that know the car, they know me and all that well, sort of car. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't what do you mean by that? Never uh, raced nor rallied. So, sold as seen. Sold as, hence the, po- the name of the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so no. Cars are mad, and then the, th- the thing is too, maybe cars at the top end of the market are impervious to, maybe it's like high-end watches and like high-end property and all the rest, because people have money. Oh, and I, I see a man shaking his head here. It's very, very rapidly shaking my head. Watches, yes, maybe, but actually watch markets getting dipped at the minute too, but high-end cars, I did my balls in on every single car I owned. Really? I mean, my swingers. <laughs> <laughs> Badly. Um... Yeah, well, the worst one was the McLaren, obviously, but the, like the first McLaren I bought, I had that three months, and I think it had about fifty-five grand at appreciation in about three months. <gasps> in three months, four months, maybe. Yeah, what's that? Five seventy. Five seventy S Spider in mirror white. white. The white one, beautiful. Yeah. Car, yeah. <clears throat> it was a press car, so it had every option. Mm-hmm. So it was class from that point of view. Just it kept breaking as well. Was that because of time, or have they gone back up in price? No, just at the time that was right. just before I bought my six hundred LT. Right. Um, and it just got completely slapped back like everything uh, I had a friend bought a Lamborghini recently he got out of that he only had that I think four months and it clipped him a fur wing like mm-hmm. so yeah no, they're definitely not impervious to it it's crazy because when you look at car sales like Lambos and like all that high end stuff it seems to be creeping up in price recently yes but the depreciation element of it does not go anywhere other than down the chute like Aye, so F- certainly in my experience well, and funnily enough, there's some of the new launches. I'm just looking at, at the screen here. So we had uh, some of the fancy stuff that, that are, are beyond most of us at the table. So the McLaren Artura, the, the Ferrari 296 GTB. So this is the, the V6 uh, Turbo, twin, V6 Twin Turbo, both of them. A, a V6. Um, what's the Artura 190 and the Ferrari's another 100 on top of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is, they're 190 out of the box. 
And it's like Porsche, you know yourself buying a GT4. Like, you go in and buy a Porsche and it's, let's say, 50 grand. It's obviously not. But as soon as you put, like, paint on it, or you put any option into it, it yes. just starts to fly up. Like, McLaren's wild for it. Everything's mm-hmm. expensive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, the paint on my last car was phenomenal amount of money for paint. Mm-hmm. The key, actually, I'll give you this for a laugh. The key was color-coded to the paintwork of the car. Mm-hmm. It was 400 quid. <laughs> for a key. Like, it was an old Halford spray can, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got two of them, I suppose, but yeah. 400 quid. So, yeah, it's, it doesn't matter what price they're on the road at because they never come out at that. Nowhere near it, as soon as you spec it. It's ridiculous, especially McLaren. They're not for me. Well, but you see, and then I'm going to say something against that is we're in the last decade of internal combustion cars, right? So there's bound to be something in there that is going to appreciate because it's going to be the last of its breed. That's well, that's what I'm counting on with my Lotus, to be honest. Mm. As well, uh, what's that? A V6? <coughs> v- it's the same V6 Toyota V6 that was in the uh, in my Xe's and that sort of stuff, you know. Well, you would you would think any limited run performance car that's well received is, is not going to sink a whole lot. Yeah, it'll of, be mass production, but limited numbers. Of which the uh, both the McLaren and the Ferrari have been very well received, and as has the uh, and we'll get on top here in a second. Warren, I, know, I, know, I know you love War- Top Gear, but they reviewed the uh, Maserati MC20. Seen that? Chris Harris driving it. Looks yeah, up. That. It's great. Maserati brought me to a launch event for that previously. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let me drive it because it, it was a left hooker and it was a, a Maserati driver driving it. Mm-hmm. But he actually said he preferred it at the time. So this is maybe a year ago. Because still during lockdown, you had to do like socially distancing, which is impossible in a car. But that was the, the mm. term apparently. Um, but he drives like Ferraris all day long, and he drives all sorts of high end stuff. And he said that's one of the best things he's driven to date. Mm-hmm. The MC20. See, there's one delivered here now as well. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, a guy in Lisburn Road that owns um, clothing company. As well, very nice and very nice, beautiful car. Really nice inside as well, mm-hmm. and nice, sexy dihedral doors that look cool. Yeah. Now Maserati is something that I would expect you to lose a bucket of money on. 100%. But that car, which, you know... I don't know, again, less than that was like 200 odd, but when you spec it up, you're 220, 230, 240 yeah. fairly rapidly. And the problem is you're coming up against everything at that price point. Yes. Like, it's not as if you're buying a cheap supercar because it's a Maserati, because you're not, you're buying a supercar. Yeah, you can go buy the Ferrari 296 nearly. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You can go buy whatever you want. That's yeah, sort of yeah. money of, well, within reason, buy your very high-end Lambos and stuff, but... But yeah. Harris, um, did you see when he was driving it, Andy? Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was a twitchy thing, so it was. Mm-hmm. But he still left it saying, if it was his money, that's what he'd be buying versus you know the the, the Lamborghini or the Ferrari uh, rivals of it. Which I think is easy for a motoring journalist to say. Yes, and they're not putting their money behind. They're not dealing with a depreciation. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, and uh, and and like it has to be a factor. You're talking about huge sums of money. Yeah, honestly. It's- I water them out so when I could tell you what I lost in my last McLaren, but it would sicken you beyond belief. Like you wouldn't even believe me. Um, phenomenal amount of money, just like the, like that. That is a problem with motor journalism is that they only look at you know they do their reviews and test drives and how car or sorry how good the car is, not the lifetime ownership proposition of it all. Yeah, you know. But I suppose that's that's all they can do. No, you can't always predict where it's going to go. He has a very nice collection himself. Like he yeah. he's, he does spend his own money on on his own cars. Like remember he bought the and he I think he even M2 wrote CS, about, hasn't he? Yeah, the M two CS, uh, the green one with the gold wheels. He had the GT four, um, or sorry, the GT. He did. Three Porsche, the four point zero one. He had a nine nine seven dot two, yeah, yep. four liter, yeah, that's right. And but he even like he showed how he financed and stuff like that there because mm-hmm. he does throw his money into to things like that there. But those are all very shrewd moves. Mm, absolutely, he wasn't going out and buying a Lambo or certain things that probably would have. And, and to be honest, I wouldn't be in the situation where I could get into a Lotus if I hadn't picked. You know, 
trying to pick a car that I would enjoy, but also would have the residuals so it could work my Wise up. choices at the time. Mm-hmm. Which does bring on, you know, we're talking about cars, we're talking about the depreciation. The bubble, you know, people keep talking about this bubble that's going to burst. I think with the continual, and we are going to talk about it later on, but the price increases of, of everything, not just fuel. Heart shortages and all the rest heart of shortages car shortages are it, just driving things through the roof, yeah. The bubble cannot con- it can't continue growing. I think it's going to keep going for a while, but when it bursts, there's going to be a lot of people who didn't get out of things at the right time. 100%. Yeah. I was in Prentices. I was sending the boys before you came, Andy, looking at an X6 M50i. Mm-hmm. I looked at a new one. The guy was like, listen, maybe nine, 12 months. And I'm like, right, fuck that. No, not waiting for that. He said, I've used one here. It's a year old. And it actually was four grand more to go for a brand new car than it was to go for a year old that's one. Mental. And I looked mm-hmm. at the guy and I said, hold on a minute. Like, it's, and he said, honestly, that's probably 10 grand more than it should be. It's just because, one, we can't get them, and two, people ban them like that. Flat yes. out. So it's, it's, I don't see it stopping soon, like, but when it stops, it's yeah. going to be hard. It's made me think, because, again, Bavarian, obviously they're dealers, and they want to get on, and they want to get cars or back of people. They're, they've offered me good money a couple of times now for me to get out of my X5, the M50, because they don't make that engine anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is tempting, but it's the same thing. There's, there's nothing else to go for. Yeah. You know, anything else is a year away. And see that, see that whole everyone is sticking with what they have too. Mm-hmm. The whole car market needs that movement of cars. And because yeah. that's not happening, everything's just getting backed up. It's like a huge piece of constipation, as you say. Then, <laughs> then yeah, right. the, the bed is going to be completely shit yeah, at the a, very end of this. It's a disaster. Although, interestingly, Ian, you read before the start of the year, you don't remember, Lamborghini sold out all their allocation for the year in like mm-hmm. the first month of the year or something. So like, there's obviously people buying these things. Oh, there's people selling money. There's, so we're in this really weird situation. You have Brexit, you have COVID, you have Ukraine, you have the in, end of the internal combustion car. You add all that into the melting, melting pot, like, and it's anyone's guess what's going to happen with the car market. Like, mm-hmm. If I wasn't so useless, I'd get a motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> I'd kill myself, though. The sphincter's got to let go at some point. <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, that's the other thing. Then. So then we were sitting with this... Uh, this price of fuel situation. So someone tell me why. why so our uh, barrel price is down. Uh, okay, we have exchange rate issues with uh, so all the barrels in US dollar and our exchange rates in the toilet against US dollar, but that still doesn't explain why we haven't seen it at the pump. Someone, I, I was reading, reading on the forum that, there were, that this is to do with uh, usage and people aren't using as much fuel because they're working from home and all the rest so then they're having, artificially having to keep the prices up I don't know if that's true but do you know remember sure during the whole start of COVID and lockdown do you remember Pedro went down in your pound later yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't make that up sure didn't no 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 it definitely it did yeah. so like that was obviously the no use period so was they now just trying to recoup do you think just trying to get all well, the money they lost back for the last two years I think that's exactly it the, the money that's been thrown out and the money that's been lost with all the grants with everything else they have to recoup it back somewhere. You know, but like you've got BP and all posting massive profits again. Yeah, frightening. Like massive profits. So There you go. It's just Google that actually because I remember reading this a few weeks ago. So Exxon reported $5.5 billion in profit. First, so, quarter, first quarter profit. Like yeah, they're, they're still not suffering even though everyone no. else is. No, that's, that's frightening. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pure profit. Yeah, and we're all paying for it every single day. It, it, it is disgusting. Yep. So my X5, I filled it two weeks ago I, it's only it's average about 24 miles to the gallon last time I filled it was 144 quid a week later 156 pounds I filled mine today before I came here like up the road at Crichton's 160 on the nose <laughs> 100 I actually took a picture to show you because yeah. I, I was like what 
hold on. And you're probably getting some of it the same about one hundred and sixty pounds. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't know what I'm to drive it for four hundred miles. Eighty one liters, one hundred and sixty pounds. That's unreal. Disgusting. So that, that looks like it's on your uh, on your Insta. We'll have to, we'll have to gra- grab that for the show notes. You should, yeah. At 160 quid. That's believe. just frightening. Is that red or green? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the price of red? Oh, I know. That's, that's anyways well, bad. That's it, I know. Yeah. Red's like 130 a litre. But sure, they've banned that as well now. Haven't yeah, they've yeah. crippled all the builders now. And all. Yep. So it's only agricultural use now, isn't it? Yep. It's agricultural ridiculous. use as long as you're staying on site. So if, as soon as you take your tractor out on the main road, you have to flush the tank out, fill it with white, drive down to do whatever else you're doing, Flush the white out then and put red back on when you're on agriculture. Good a lot of farmers doing that. I was going to say, good news, we have responsible flipping yeah. tractor drivers. Oh, yeah. they just, they, they just, did you see the, the video from, was it last week in Rand, the centre of Randallstown? It was like a bale trailer. Come off, it must have no. come off the back of a tractor and rolled down and through the centre of the village. Jeez. <laughs> that would not have been a good ending. No, definitely not. Yeah, but, I just can't imagine taking a driver out in the country and passing like 45 farmers flushing their tanks, <laughs> flushing you know. Tanks out. Just heading the shop here, how to flush it. Aye. <laughs> good. I actually heard someone tell me recently, now obviously this could be an old wives' tale and all the rest, but they'd heard of people getting their tanks drilled again and getting their fuel siphoned oh, yeah. out. Yeah, I'd heard, I heard that was happening again. Home heating or the car tanks? No, no, the car, like the fuel, tanks? car Jesus. fuel, yeah, drilling uh-huh. tanks and taking fuel out of tanks. Wouldn't surprise me. It's lions. <laughs> <laughs> He's upgraded from cats. After he couldn't hack off people's cats anymore, yeah. now he's <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, what is going on? That's, uh, that's uh, shocking. And yeah, so like, we don't know what's coming down the line, so we don't know where the car market's going to go because you're the weird situation of we're going to possibly have huge inflation and yet the car market, there's just not enough cars in the market coming through which is keeping them artificially high so is that going to just price everyone out of, and then what happens to the, the companies who can't sell cars because no one has them like like our companies going to start to go bang we sure there's Elon Musk says Tesla could go bang mm-hmm. yeah like, he says a lot of stuff oh he does I mean yeah. yeah he says a lot of stuff true <laughs> he likes saying a lot of stuff that's uh, true but but like who it's knows a good question though who, who knows what you know if we are in a situation where there's uh, what's it they call it stagflation is this weird term we've never had to deal with this before where where you know there's all this inflation but there's just nothing happening in the, in the market what about do you remember the the shortage of silicone chips yeah is that yeah. back to normal again or no no I don't think so no because I, that's starting to affect like my business so the the silicone that was made used to make the silicone chips uh something I like think you're, you're, you're fake tit business <laughs> <laughs> no but even even the um like tire dressings the silicone content and that there the number one they can't get it yeah and those who can like the prices that i'm paying now compared to this time last year they're like three times plus higher for cost price well, sure. As uh, in China, they have these uh, mad rules around because they still have a bit of COVID. And there's a mad rules about lockdown, so yeah. you, you get one or two cases, just flipping, lock the whole thing down. And mm-hmm. you hear people crying out, "With I can't get cars, parts, whatever it is, out of China. They're all sitting there, but I can't get a driver to drive it from the flipping factory to the port because they're all locked down. They'll be locked down for mm-hmm. for two or three weeks. So it's we had that then is in Ukraine, like one of the big wiring loom creators mm-hmm. of the world as well. Yep. I found out recently. A lot of VAG, yeah, and yeah. Blue as well. Adblue, mm-hmm. those pain cats. Oh, mm-hmm. Adblue, don't talk to me about that. <laughs> See the amount of times I've gotten in a car and it's went Adblue. I'm like, what? <laughs> pigs piss. Yeah, pigs yep. piss like. Yeah. That's my love friend. I see when the stuff uh, leaks out too, doesn't it leave like this kind of like a... Like a white sediment. Like a, white, yeah. like yeah. a composite. Crystallised. Grim. It's like... I don't know. And what is it? It's crack. It's like reduces diesel emissions or yeah, something? Yeah, it's, it's like a fibreglass almost, that kind of uh, yeah. texture. It's a whole flipping... Mm-hmm. 
Another, we, we had a, a company scam. jagger in here and somebody left it open in the bit by accident and it all spilt and no one looked at it for about a month. Oh, oh man, that's just reminded me of, car, of uh, fiberglass, you know, a kind of uh, effect. I'm sure it was absolutely stinking. Yeah. Oh, it would have been leaping. Oh, grim, grim. So, uh, no, so, yeah, everything's gone to hell. So, like, there's China's in Ukraine with China. Everyone's going mad, like, and I, I, I don't know where... I don't know you don't see it stopping, but do you? Like fuel just keeps going up. No, like what was a couple of weeks ago? There was a wholesale reduction in fuel cost prices, and the pump went up five pay later the next day. Right. Yeah, it's like. And then they promised there would be an investigation as to whether it passed on at the pump, but sure, nothing's done. I when they when they drop duty on mm-hmm. on fuel, mm-hmm. not suspiciously at all the night no. before, just flipping screw it up. Unbelievable. We're in the wrong game, boys. Unbelievable. I oh, know, definitely. But but that's that's the thing. Then what's going to happen in in a year's two years time when all this money that people are trying to make cream, yeah. and then they just you know well, they say that there. But it's the same as the guy, um, the RMS four member who owns the the petrol station at Loch Brickland. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, why the guy's doing ninety nine? Who's doing ninety nine? Like he had to get ninety nine obviously because it's R thirty five is mapped for it. But they're making so little money on it. Like he he was. I think the breakdown and, and, and he agreed with what came up like there's more than 70% of the cost of, of fuel is going straight back into the government in one way or another mm-hmm. oh yeah I think I've read that before like if you own a, a petrol pump like it's not making you any well, he's money making no, no, he's, you need to be selling yeah, two pence yeah, 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 it's, it's yeah. a shop but you know yeah. pennies you, you get people like, on hopefully into the shop and sell stuff there but that's yeah. always been the way pennies a litre that, and that's all he's making on it so somebody's making the money when diesel numbers had the right idea, didn't they? They weren't making pennies a litre. <laughs> no, <laughs> making an absolute fortune. So they were. So, oh yeah, well, that, look, that's a flipping uh, world of excitement. And uh, what do you think we'll go to? What do you reckon? The, what's your prediction for maximum petrol pump price? Oh man, I'm going two thirty-five. I was going to say yeah, <sighs> two twenty, two thirty before Christmas yeah. time. Yeah, two thirty-five. I think, think two fifty. I think once they get past. The mental barrier of two pound, it'll just jump up. It doesn't oh, really matter. Let it go. Do you think? I think it's this mental thing people have. It's always been one ninety eight, one ninety seven. And like, there's nothing we can do. We yeah. only cars to drive. Someone said, said said to me the other day, 10, 15 years ago, there were fuel protests when when it hit like one pound ten liter. Mm-hmm. And you know, where's the haulers and, and all the ones you know? Yeah, that's right. They blocked the channel tunnel over that exactly. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and we're getting none of that. I think people are just fed up. There's always protests about something, and they've just got over COVID and everything else, mm. and they probably just feel like can't take anymore. Yeah, I hope. Sure I just want to get on with life. Yeah, they want out the play again. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, mentally draining. Yeah, I reckon two thirty-five, roughly. Which is sick, just to say it out loud. That is well, two thirty-five. So that's an extra what fifteen percent. That's that bring that will bring your tank. Your, your tank will be he- for your X two X five owners here. You'll be heading towards <laughs> the thick end of two ton. Yeah. yeah, to fill your car to try four hundred miles. Rocco will be lying, stroking himself. <laughs> this is free fuel, Rocco. Free fuel, Rocco. Holy yes, yes. Mister Mister PV. I know. I I filled that. Uh, I wonder how much I got charged earlier on. I was at the fast charger at uh, at IKEA earlier on. Flipping super job. Just in nice. seven, 20 minutes. Bang. What's that, like 80% or something? Aye. Uh, o- over 200 by luck. But it's also stupid. Like, as I have a friend, she bought a Tesla. She's like, oh, this is great. I can recharge it, blah, blah. It's brilliant. And then she said, oh, I'm going to Dublin next week. I borrowed my brother's car. Why? Well, in case it runs out on the way down. I said, so you bought a car to save money on fuel to borrow a car to fill it? 
Like that makes no sense. And they've got the Tesla pumps at the Apple Green. That's I, I was down on Sunday. It's the, there's it's the sorry, the range mm-hmm. anxiety that comes with it. Oh, the range anxiety, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Like it, she was petrified on, to do on, it. on a Tesla. She'd have no problem. Yeah, she would have done it there and back. Yeah, Easy. No it's problem. Only 90, 100 miles. Yeah. She was like, no, no, I don't need to take my brother's That's car. Mad. It's it's funny though. Uh, I was chatting to the guys at Kia earlier on when I was picking the car up, and it's you know people who are interested in electric cars are not. We always come through, come at it from the car enthusiast angle, say like right. They're heavy, okay. They're fast, but they're not. They don't. You know, there's no sound. There's no emotion. There's no. There's no soul. Maybe is, is the word soul. <laughs> but doesn't the Taycan have the audio audio pumped yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, it does. So I was sitting in London one time, and this really nice Taycan drove past, and it was like, yeah. It's like what? That doesn't do that. <laughs> but obviously, it does. but uh, but people buying buying EVs are like it's almost like people who buy caravans. They're just. You know, the people who like doing a lot of research online and, and they get really nerdy about it that yeah. they, they know to the nth degree but they're not particularly people who are driving enthusiasts no. or you know yeah you well know. look at Rocco that's fine <laughs> <laughs> says it all <laughs> but you're right well sure look at Tesla you buy it online man like yeah do you, know I mean? you don't even need to go near a store anymore yeah like you remember back in the day buying any car you would have like I don't know how many YouTube reviews I watched the McLarens when I was buying one like and like you just don't need to do that anymore because no. Teslas are all just all carbon copies it's buying an iPhone you just yeah, the newest one comes out you look at the spec oh yeah it sounds cool that's exactly right there but you never think about you know Sunday morning I'm going to take it down this certain road and do this and do that one of one of the forum questions uh, I think is in and around would you ever buy a car on scene like just you know from England or whatever else mm-hmm. and and that, but that's how a lot of nearly most cars are bought nowadays I bought my McLaren 600 LT on scene there you go. Had you, had you ever driven one before you bought it? That worked well for you. <laughs> we'll get to that, I'm sure. So yeah, we'll, we'll, no, we'll, literally, we'll, I, I'd never. The guy basically phoned me up and said, "Listen, we're going to do a deal in this, blah blah blah." And I said, "Right, okay, fine." Drove the five seventy S over to pick it up mm-hmm. and walked around to it, and he said, "This is it." And I looked in, and the first thing I did was, "Oh, what the fuck are they?" It has the Senna bucket seats in it, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. look frighteningly uncomfortable, but they're actually the most comfortable bucket seat I've ever sat in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, the Philly was called." I was like, Phil, this is not going to work for me. Like, I'm a bit bigger than some other people. I was like, Phil, I'm a fat ass. This isn't going to work for me. Like, he's like, no, no, get in, get in. I get in. I was like, oh, that's actually really comfy. But that was my only concern when yeah. I'd seen it. I was like, oh, this is going to be uncomfortable. It yeah. wasn't anything else. It was literally just, I just bought a car that I've never seen. You're obviously expecting it to be good because it's high marquee brand, whatever you want to call it. But when I seen the seats, I was just like, Ugh, this is not going to work well at all. <laughs> but lucky enough. The seats were fine. The rest of it wasn't. The rest of it was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the way people uh, buy stuff now. Mental. Totally. Well, so Pete said when 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 his Range Rover shit itself and he was left with either like an eight grand bill to change the engine and get everything else done, he literally flicked down through the phone, saw he could buy a Tesla, he could have it within a month, and he bought it like that. Yeah. Had never driven one, had worked on loads of them, and that's literally how he bought his Tesla. That's mad. Right. But yeah. would you do it with a used car? By a used car on scene. Mm-hmm. It's different with a new one because you can kind of read the reviews, you can build up a, a certain picture of the car and you know the condition's going to be fine because it's new, hopefully. Uh, but for a used one, you've got kind of the, the mileage and the wear and tear. Yeah, you're relying on your dealer yeah. or the guy you're buying it from being really... So I might dealer. add so quite a few in his business, actually. You know, the people who haven't actually come and seen it. Uh, I think recently there were a couple went down to Cork in Dublin and no one came up. They just saw it online and spoke to them and well, well. made the purchase. These are used cars. Nah, can't happen. That's ballsy, like that's yeah. Because yeah. you get anything. Mm-hmm. 
So you could buy a red GT4 that's never been raced or rallied. You could. You could. <laughs> One of them sold recently, actually, within Imagine 24 that. hours. Imagine that. <laughs> and imagine the guy that owned it can actually drive really well as well. <laughs> Trailer pulls up, there's even a semi in the back of it. <laughs> like, it's all fine and well, me saying, like, that's a perfect car, but I, I, I'm even staggered that, you know, that someone who has never met me before, you know, when, you know, I'll come and see the car, would just take my, take my word for it. Whereas when I bought, when I bought that car, like, I was, over and drove it before I, before I bought it. But again, it's, it's, it's probably part of the, part of the fact that it really is a seller's market at the minute. Because if you've got a nice car, it's not going to sit for too long. You know, yeah, and, and and if somebody doesn't buy it off you, you know it's not going to sit. True. Yeah, True. and at the minute it's mm-hmm. just gone up in value anyway. There's not really a lot of decrease. In Aye, so by the time you think, right, I'll come up and see it tomorrow. I'm sure. I'm sure someone's. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So you just. Pull it, but and then is that is that part of the COVID attitude though? Is that pull the trigger first and then worry about it later? Possibly, actually, yeah. yeah. Like like we were saying a minute ago, people just want out to play again. Like I they know. just want to do things. Yeah, I, I, yo, yeah, Yolo, Kovlo, Kovlo, yeah. <laughs> but the and the, but this is the problem too. So then suddenly people have got out, and now you can't even flip and get in holiday because he's yet pulling staff or you know what else. You can't you know your your home heat and oil and your fuel bill to drive the works through through mm-hmm. the roof. Higher cars, so. Are insane. Yeah, they're bonkers. Yeah. Oh, really? We're going out to Spain, um, start of August, and last time we were out there was four years ago. And I went actually, but I went back and looked at the hair car I had four years ago. It was three hundred quid for ten days, six hundred five this time. Holy shit! So it's doubled, and that's double. actually getting a discount on it as well. That's frightening. And even tomorrow for England, I'm going over, and we looked at her in a car for the day, and we're looking at like one hundred fifty quid for the day for a small like mm-hmm. a mini. You know, where I have something like a Fiesta. Mm-hmm. It's insane for a day. Mm. That's mad. Flights and all are up too. I flew back. I was in Portugal a couple of weeks ago and I ended up not getting my original flight back. I was up in Lisbon and flew back from Lisbon. Mm-hmm. £305 for an Aer Lingus flight from Lisbon to Dublin. Jeez. Which, which was like a €50 Euro job a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, easy, yeah. Probably €9 Euro job a couple of years ago. But yeah, I, couldn't, I was like, this can't be right. No, all the budget stuff's gone out the window. You know, Even Ryanair, I'm, I'm assuming, are way up probably in everything too. Yeah, it's crazy. Everything's gone up. Yep. So it's like I just don't know. Is that going to hurt? Is that going to hurt maybe the lower end of the market, or are people just going to sit on stuff and then there's just going to be less cars there? And it's gonna, I don't know. No, because again, even when you look through the like the classifieds out there in RMS, like even the bargain cars are like, a fortune. Yeah, they're still a fortune and they're moving. All, all all I can think is that it means that owning a car is just going to become a hell of a lot more expensive. You wonder is it deliberate? Black and white. Is it pushing us towards EVs? <laughs> Not even pushing us towards EVs, but pushing us down towards do you remember we spoke before about the whole kind of rental car market mm-hmm. and that that's where EVs are very much going to fit into where yeah, right. where you pay a fixed fee every month you don't own anything you, you don't own you anything. lease it all what's well, a Volvo sure they brought that <coughs> Volvo select out have you seen that yeah it's pretty it's a cool idea I mean I would never buy a Volvo but it's a cool idea maybe we would never buy a, buy a Volvo the XC60 and XC90 no right. I wouldn't I'm lying no, I wouldn't buy a Volvo I'm lying you wouldn't because again <coughs> it's a Volvo. when I went to look at the Jag when I bought the Jag Jeep I had been looking at the Volvo because I did like the look of it the big uh, the big T8 but they're only four cylinder and that for me was like yes. literally the point why it's I wouldn't buy something that size they stopped doing their lovely five cylinder cars a, yeah. a five or six cylinder engine a friggin squealing pig of a four cylinder mm-hmm. engine and it's even worse with the diesels mm-hmm. the, at least the one I was looking at was the, was the petrol hybrid one but it's no good but yeah that's a cool thing they have you basically rent your car 
um, you can change it every three months if you want or whatever it is. You just pay that. You just pay whatever it is. So like an XC60 is maybe £700 a month or whatever for ah. argument's sake. But that's everything in. Yep. And if you want to change it in three months, you just change it to another one. They're always brand new. So the idea is probably, yeah, they want to get people doing that. I have to say. The Polestar 1, that's technically not really a Volvo, but it is. Those Polestars are, are, some of them are absolutely yeah. stunning looking. A mate of mine bought a Polestar 2 there. He hasn't brought it around for me to see it yet. I, I abused him immediately it's when he told me he bought yeah. one. They're, just they're a strange shape. They're, they are, they're weird. Mm, that's what I love about it, and that's what I don't like. Do you know what? There's a Kia parked outside, which is a bit smarter looking than that. Yeah, you, oh yeah I, agree. I agree, actually, 100%. 100%. True. But I still think it's quite bold for the um, for the Swedes. Well, their whole ethos on car manufacturing design is they're, they're just trying to save lives. Mm-hmm. Volvo want to have, isn't it, they want to have some system in place where they never have a an accident which results in the death of their drivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's their thing, which is, which is cool, like, if you think about it. But they're Carter shite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting until they come up. Do you remember Demolition Man when Wesley Snipes crashed the car? It was just like the whole inside of it filled with polystyrene. <laughs> 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 didn't move. Foam blew it. Yeah. That'll, be the, that'll be the next thing. <laughs> Expanding foam. Just don't bring the clams, though. I doubt, I doubt there's any car manufacturers in the world anywhere with any kind of unbroken record of warranties or safety or anything. Nah, I can't be. Well, Honda, actually. The, the B-series engines, yeah. Never, never, never blew, blew up. up. In no, the warranty no warranty claims, claims in the engine. Mm-hmm. B16. That's about the only one I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a long time ago. Uh, the, other, the other thing that was happening recently, uh, Goodwood Festival of Speed. Uh, any of you ever been? No. No, but after watching this weekend, it's definitely on the list. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, I was there 2015, 2016, something like that. Best thing I have ever been to. It looks By country mild. Absolutely un- incredible. Do you see that McMurtry electric car do, going up the hill? Uh-huh. Flying. Unbelievable! We'll put this in the show notes because it is. Can I just stick on like five seconds of it here to hear the, yeah, the, the noise? McMurtry Spearling. Yeah. Uh, I think that was it. It's just it. It just looks like something that is. Uh, it just looks sped up. It's that quick. One point four seconds to sixty. And look at it. It looks. It looks uh, shrunk like. Yeah, it does, that, doesn't it? It looks like half a car. That's not. There's nothing wrong with the the aspect ratio of this YouTube video we're watching. No, I think it's it, just warming the tires here, wasn't it? it? It's 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 really stubby. It's like a wee short pencil. Is this your guy Gordon Murray or something as well? GM? No, I don't think Gordon I think Murray. He was involved in this. No, he's doing that new T50 thing. Yeah, isn't he? yeah, with it's the crazy with the Cosworth car. engine. Yeah, yeah. with no, the belt-free engine. This car to me looks like if a ten-year-old drew what the Batmobile should look like. But there's something about it I look at it from the side and it looks like it reminds me of a Supra. It's, it's got that so TVR, do you know think? It's so short. Yeah. So narrow. short. Narrow and just tiny. Listen to it. Wind so up. You kind of would assume they need a, a larger oh, wheelbase. That's glass. It feels like it's going to explode. But you know that that wind up is just fans behind oh, it. It sucks it to the ground. It's downforce, that's right. It has two, two ton of downforce. That's right. From a Two ton? From, yep. From the from the fans. That's what all the dust coming out behind it. That's the fans sucking it to the ground. Oh, is that what it does? Yeah, yeah. Greatest dice you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's Lotus developed that for the for F one in the early eighties, and then it was banned. I think. So There's good. no clearance on it at all either. No, that's it's right. It's smooth, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Be no good in the Lauren line, would it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything good in the Lauren line? <laughs> First speed bump you come in. Yeah, that was just. That's crazy looking. Man. I've actually never like I haven't seen that full video. I've seen a bit of a good wood just, but like that's just mad looking. 
Yeah, that's just crazy. So that noise is the fans just? That's the fans sucking it to the ground. Yeah. And probably a bit of a electric wind, but not much. We gotta go. Oh, did, did they did they get the record in the end? Yeah, yeah. got the record. Pretty nice. Something like every every else. Pretty nice. Is that yeah. is that is that an average speed one hundred and fifty mile an hour? Who's piling it? Oh my children. Yeah, one hundred forty nine point one three miles per hour. And see the Goodwood Hill. It's it's like a farm uh, lane. Max it's Chilton. So narrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. F one IndyCar star Max Chilton. Yeah, absolutely uh, in- incredible. But here, look at the comment: fastest vacuum cleaner ever. In- <laughs> <laughs> in a couple of years the fastest car to track day will be electric car 100% oh, oh yeah. no doubt yeah definitely of course so. I've added a link there can't be avoided you just can drop it in the show notes but it's the top 10 fastest cars of Goodwood this weekend mm-hmm. and they had a GT3 RS mm-hmm. and it was fantastic but Porsche have got a GT4 with a full electric engine in it that's right yep. 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 holy shit mm-hmm. mental it was faster than GT3 do you reckon when all the big boys probably get involved in EV, so the likes of your Porsches, the likes of your like high-end Audi RS, like 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 that stuff? Do you reckon Tesla's down the drain? Like when the big boys they'll get involved, up their game, they'll, they'll have to like the build quality. Like what happened to Coupe? They were going to bring it. Remember that wee Sportster oh, kind of thing. Still, do you know that something? Was quite cool I don't think they will because me and Andy talked about this year. I we both had the i4 BMW's i4 M50 out. Um, and I got out of it and into Pete's Tesla and done the exact same drive that we just done. And the Tesla, in every single way, was a nicer car to drive, more acceleration, more performance. If I was spending that money, on, and that was my choice, was the Tesla Model 3 Performance or the i4 M50, which is the performance mm-hmm. model, no doubt about it, my money would be in the Tesla. It's worth bearing in mind, too, Tesla at the moment have this range out at all quite similar, and it's just mm-hmm. this phase are in, so the next generation you know, will move the game on, I'm sure. It's hard to know because what you see, BMW, although I don't think it's maybe as well rounded as an electric car because it's a platform share Mm -hmm. as the as the Tesla, they're just like well, it looks like a four series. Mm. So we get someone out of four twenty D into an electric car, job done. Oh, you know that's why that's it's a really really simple transition. But again, if Tesla are the iPhone of the electric car world, Mm -hmm. we've all got iPhones at this table. Yeah, there's very few Android weirdos. So Tes- Tesla's iPhone, everything else is yeah, Android? Ex- ex- except when you say that, well, but Android have a bigger market share. So, you know, and, and we'll, we'll look at uh, look at the stuff that the Koreans, quite quietly in the background, the Koreans are making fantastic electric cars. And and interestingly, one of the problems the VAG boys have is your Taycans mm. and your Enyaqs and all that sort of stuff have range issues compared to, and even the BM, compared, oh, yeah. compared, to, compared to the Tesla. Compared to the Tesla or compared to the Koreans. I think yeah. the only one I would buy would be a Taycan. I wouldn't buy any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Just purely because I don't like the looks of them. The Tesla's yeah. all... The, look, the, t- the Taycan's probably the prettiest, yeah. the, especially in Sport Turismo or something. I think it yeah. for oh, beautiful. Be very nice. Beautiful. That'd be the only one I would buy. Yeah. Although, but, I like that Kia. <laughs> <laughs> you see? But you'd have to give double money. You know, it's double your money for your, yeah. for your Taycan. Like, so, oh, so, easy. Easy so, double your money. You know, yeah. so people, Kia are going to shift a shed load of those things. The interesting thing I do think about... Um, about electric cars is do you know the kind of badge snobbery yeah I think some of the badge snobbery is going to kind of dissipate because you know you can have your you can have your BMW M3 you can have whatever else you want but when somebody in a milk float can out accelerate you and drive it more comfortably and do everything else frig your badge snobbery it's also leveled the playing field a certain bit because uh, you would have found you know there's certain people who only buy uh, BMWs for V8s or V12s you know and, uh, that level of engine for the refinement and things but when you're talking about batteries there's none of that Wow. Mm-hmm. That's purely, you know, what's what's your 
what's your lifespan like what's your staying power like well well people buy will buy tesla because they like spacex or thinking that they're funding going to mars you know that's people are very emotional beasts and very subjective you know so yeah so of course that you're right they have to tesla have had their share of quality issues as well but that hasn't stopped them selling at all yeah absolutely so no it's that whole world is going to change as and some of the old players will will suffer because of it. even look at the con- big conglomerates you know so you have like Stellantis which own all the flipping the Vauxhalls and Fates and all that sort of carry on you know they've mopped all up mm-hmm. I you know you can nearly see right flipping Vauxhall do we really need them flipping get rid of them you know just mm-hmm. just consign it holding holding gone holden, you know yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's true happen. yeah but when when Elon decides he's going to launch a new car and says okay look everybody give me give me a hundred pounds. See, that was genius. Like that was amazing. That was genius. Can you see? Can you imagine flipping Volvo or Volkswagen turn around saying, "Here, listen, everybody gives a hundred pound because we're going to come up with a new car in two years' time." Yep. Yeah, no wouldn't mission. happen. No chance. No. But it's also give us a hundred pound. Visit our dealer. Get harassed <laughs> by the annoying dealer who phones you forty-eight times in two minutes. Yeah. And you're like, do you know what? That's all away now with Tesla. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Like, that's like the thing. We're saying, you bad online. That's the thing, buddy. Then Musky he really changes the norms. Like, well, somebody said to him on uh, somebody said to him something on social media about you know with all your money you could solve world hunger and he says give me a plan a two year plan and I'll give you the money to do it That's and right. they never come back with six plan. billion I was on Twitter the guy said it cost might have been the World billion. Health Organization yeah, or something was like it, there. Was who right. yeah mm-hmm. who <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right and then they never replied or if they did he yeah I know he pulled back yeah I don't know it's mental mental yeah but they so the the whole uh, landscape is going to change and there's going to be casualties yeah, that has to be. Well, like you say, we're going to stop being able to buy proper ice cars. Yeah. And then, by the way, when did ice change from in-car entertainment to internal oh, combustion yeah. engine? Good like, when did that happen? Yeah. Good point. Like, I remember... I started a website over the whole... You started yeah. RMS. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> really mean there. sounds. Ice, it's a nice engine buy. Uh-huh. like, what? Yeah, like, ice to me back in the day was, like, boot, boot bills. It's now called infotainment. Oh, what a real yeah. gimpy name. And as Andy found out, there's absolutely nothing worse than having an acronym for your name and then 20 years later it means nothing and you're Ex- trying to what do you do with it now. I know. Yeah, because yeah. it really means sounds is now RMS motoring. Let's just call it RMS and stick with it. What does it stand for? Nothing. Nothing. Doesn't need Root to. means square. <laughs> really means sil- really mean silver boys at one stage. Retail, <laughs> retail merchant services as well. The car the, the car providers as well. We get mixed oh, up with the, them. The uh, security team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As well. right. Or logistics or something. But uh, yeah, so all oh, the whole world is look, we're passengers in the whole thing. The whole it's, it's bonkers. There's so much going on. Like you couldn't you couldn't predict what's going to happen, what's going to come out, what's going to disappear. How much is it going to cost? Can we afford it? Will we have a house over our heads? Yeah. Are we all going to freeze this winter? But more importantly, do the cars have soul? Yeah. <laughs> we're just balls of positivity yeah. here. Well, I, I tell you something that will have a wee bit of soul. Um, the new M3 Touring. I'm very big fan. Big, big fan. Absolutely first class. BMW should have done this a long time ago. Uh, why Get, didn't they? Like, why have we never seen an M3, M4, M5 Touring? Like, why has that never I've, happened? Absolutely. Well, there no was idea. the M5 Touring, the V10 one, do you remember a couple of years ago? E9, the E60. E60. Oh, yes, E61, sorry. Yeah, an E61, you're right. So oh, there was the V10 that. that there. There was a couple of. Um, but like that's your RS4, RS6 rival yeah. straight away. I always found they they left Audi to that, and Audi yeah. didn't have the A5 out years ago, so BMW did the kind of fast coupe thing, mm. and Audi were doing the estate thing, and that was their their niche. Get, get us get a few pictures up of the. Uh, I I F. love it, I must say, but I was surprised there was actually what, like seventy five percent positive response in the forum, but quite a few didn't like it. Is it a G eighty one? Is that what it's called? G eighty one. Yeah, but so uh, while we're getting that, do we like the M three M four G eighty plus one? No, the front 
Yeah, I massive think, grill. Do we I all think, like it now? I think I prefer the M3 over the M4. Mm. I, I think it it, it, it it looks better. It it fills the the kind of profile better. With we, we we talked about this since the very first podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, we're, that's we're, we're like, mean, a, we're yeah. like a broken record because I don't know. But yeah, I think I think it's yeah. accepted now. Because I think it's beautiful from the side and the back. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the front, you're like, uh, we'll post this in the show notes. We're looking at this sort of. Uh, See that. Got primer grey. Uh, I don't think it looks really wide there, but I'm sure it is. It has the arches. It's probably just a deceptive colour. But imagine interior, that in red or something. That interior, those seats are incredible. So I've been, yeah. I've been in the in the yeah. saloon like, and they are just uh, a work of carbon fibre ball holders. Yeah, aye, yeah, just an absolute work of art. So comfy to get in, but see getting back out of them. Aye. The new dash is really nice as well. One of my colleagues has the 340i Touring and this new model and I was out that that's it's really nice. Yeah, so that has the same wraparound dash that the, the i4 i4 has, which is different from your you guys generation yeah. of X5. Yeah. You guys have the separate mm-hmm. cluster. But uh, yeah, um that that is I M3 I, I do like the M3. Mm-hmm. I I really do. I like it in that Isle of Man green color as well because it's just so standout. Well, it's about 70 starting about 75 grand and they all in competition guys as well. 75 are they not like closer to 90? I thought there were 90 plus options but Right, what's your numbers? That's a bit of competition here I'm going to pick 82 for a basic M3 For an M3 Touring? Oh yeah, they're stupid money now 88 starting price probably Oh, 88 Starts from 88, there you go Flip me No harder games, boys? (laughs) No You should play poker the whole time How much is uh, the key? (laughs) (laughs) That's what you really need to know But it is beautiful It looks great Yeah but is it maybe just because we haven't seen one properly before that we like it? Because we always wanted to see one. Yeah, I think like that, it's like gonna that. like it's gonna take a bit of business from Audi because people wanted their their fast estate had limited options. Now yeah. they don't. Well, I didn't realize until you said to me, Gary. I didn't realize that Audi stopped with the was it the B Seven? They stopped doing a saloon RS Four RS Six. That was the last one. So you can only get an S. You can only get an S Four RS Six, and they're all they're all estates. Yeah. Which was a shame because that was one of their beefier looking cars, the B7 for the bigger arches and things. Yeah. And very well received that car too. No, um, cool, but no, we I think we like the uh, we like it, G- we like it. G81 definitely is a piece of kit. And then on that subject, there was the M4 CSL, which is going on sale this month, or sorry, next month, I think middle of July. Those CS and CSL models that are, you know, double the price of the regular cars, I struggle a wee bit with it. Yeah, yeah same as that Yara edition bollocks and all they brought out. Yeah. It's stupid. No thanks. It, <clears throat> but again, it's because they know they can sell it that way. Oh, uh, uh, how much of it is great car and how much of it is marketing department? Well, it still has to be reviewed, but the, the spec looks amazing. You know, it's, it's, it's had the engine upgrade by 40 horsepower to 550 horsepower. Adaptive dampers, new seats. Uh, yeah, spoiler, loads of carbon fiber, all that kind of stuff. One hundred twenty-five grand for a BMW M4. Pricey. Like I would poke you in the eye if you, think <laughs> you paid one hundred twenty-five grand for an M4. Like, Probably yeah. doesn't even have color coded keys or nothing. Like, what do you think about it for one hundred twenty-five grand? I know it's a lot of money. It's like you can, you're not buying an M4 with one hundred twenty-five. No. That's a specialist collector's car that they think is going to be appreciated. Yeah. The, the thing gets me is they keep talking about the weight loss. They've shaved hundred kilograms off it, but it's still as heavier than the last M4, mm-hmm. even with that shaved off. Look, I think the M3 was always about. You're getting the best BMW you can offer at a mm-hmm. sort of attainable price. Yep, I agree. You know, sort of. Yeah, you know, that's and like. No, it's nowhere near attainable. No, 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 it's man- mental. mental. I, I, when I was watching Goodwood, so when I was in work, I had Goodwood on the TV, and it was just flicking through it all last week, and they had got the M4 CSL out, and yes, it was putting in stonking times. Yes, it looked fantastic, but 
I think they really are trying to go back in their CSL heritage here, and I don't know how much it's working with that car. No, it's 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 is it it's again as a marketing department has been. What's going on it's with the? So we'll, <coughs> we'll post pictures of this in the show notes as well. So we're looking at the M4 CSL, which if you haven't seen it, it's again it's in the primer grey, but lots of sticky on red bits. What? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of carbon fibre and a lot carbon of red fiber, trim. Carbon fibre is beautiful. I quite like yeah. what's going on, going on with the grill. Don't like the red bits at all. No. And red accents. And there's wee gurney flaps and bits and pieces and going on. These, uh, apparently all their badges for the M cars are now going to be black going forward. Nope. I don't know if that's happening straight um, away. They've changed the, see the BMW roundel as well. They've yeah. done this. So I like, I like the boot lid. Yeah. There's, there's still something about a four-series shape, but fundamentally... Just doesn't sit right to me. Yeah, if that was that kind of um, Infinity Japanese kind of yeah. brand look. Plus the tires not look like a four by four. They they're just they just something about it doesn't look right. That was always the issue in the M three M four come out though. It, there, there's so much arch gap. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was awful when I had mine. I was like, what is it? Looks like a floating. Well, yeah. and it's even, it's probably worse with the four wheel drive cars too because mm-hmm. they have to they have to have it set a bit yeah. higher for the for all the yeah. gobbins. The seats are nice. Looks nice inside. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Alcantara wheel. Yes, loving Alcantara yes. wheel. Uh, yeah, Alcantara wheel, Alcantara seat centre, something like that, so you don't get flipping sweaty arse and sweaty palms. But again, so I take it this car, that price range and that spec is up against the likes of a GT3 Porsche? Yeah, it would be up against the brand new Anyway, I should say, not just a Porsche mm. of any kind. But yeah, well, even even a base Carrera is, what, 80-something grand mm. now? It's not 90, probably um, optioned up, but probably 100 grand before you start. How much power? They're about 400, aren't they? About 400. Out of the box. And now they're all turbo. You could probably map them right up to 500 very easily. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. terrible delivery times for, for Porsche. But that's what the price, probably we're talking about 120 grand there. That's what price an E46 CSL is still getting. Yeah. Collecting cars sold one there last week for 135, 140 grand for an M3 CSL. That's mental. Bonkers. Mental. So Wouldn't be getting my 125 grand? No. no. Definitely not. Well, on on that, I'm going to pick a point, a good point to segue into uh, yourself. Are we, going to be, are we going to depress me now? Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> you have to talk about voxel ownership. <laughs> and because uh, you have a bit of an interesting vehicle history, because you are in the in the lauded levels of supercar ownerships, and some of the cars that I know you've had V10 R8. Yeah. Or yeah, V10 plus, yeah, V10 plus, yeah, and the 570s, yeah, and the 600 yeah. long tail, yeah, as uh, it's called, GTR for a while as well. Hated that, as you've probably seen me complain about that many, many times. Mm-hmm. Before. You you actually let me drive your M4 on a very rainy day. Up, That's right, up the very close to here, actually. I let pretty much anyone drive that. Yep. Um, the GTR was launched up and down Pete's place by loads of people. I was like, away, like it's, I'm not keeping it. I don't like it. But yeah, I've had some nice cars. I've been very lucky. Bit of bit of a, a bit of history going on. So so where did it start for you? So why? What what? what, what? Uh, do you know what? You're probably not even going to believe this. So like, I didn't really like cars. I was not really into cars because I only ever owned like real, really boring, basic stuff like diesel Audis and like because you couldn't get insured and anything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm. 37 now I couldn't actually get insured in anything decent until I was 29 that's when I bought my M4 mm-hmm. I bought it two weeks before my 30th birthday and the girl on the phone actually said oh you'll need to wait until you're 30 so I had to wait like a while to get it I had to wait like a week or two before I was 30 before I could collect it because I couldn't get insured what, about, what a birthday present to yourself yeah though? well here no it was nice yeah um it was good so yeah I went from sort of like diesel Audi to I had a breakup with a girlfriend at the time to start you know what 
Just spend it all. You can't take it with you. Only yeah. get one go. Let's go. Went then. On <laughs> death's door, about to turn 30 here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, no. Midlife uh, crisis kicking. <laughs> so went down to, oh, I actually never forget, it was a real wet, dreary Friday. I went down to Bavarian just to have a nosy. Made a mind said he knew a guy at work. So I said, oh, sure, I'll go down and have a look. Went into Bavarian. The guy said, yeah, well, Yasmarina Blue one there if you want to take a test drive. Slippy day. I'm not a great driver. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's go. Took it out of Bavarian, down around Boucher, down around Hillhead, no, mm-hmm. or sorry, Hill Hole, down around there. Yep. I got out of it petrified. And I said, yes, I would really like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was like, right, let's go in. So I went in, did the deal and all the rest. And then I said, actually, hold on. I don't know if I can insure this. I had the phone and the insurance company while I was sitting in Bavarian. Like, I just signed everything, so it was done. I paid him deposit, paid him everything. And I was like, fuck. So phone and insurance company are like, no. You need to be 30. And I was like, well, 30 in two weeks, so let's go. So, yeah, I had to wait a wee bit to get it. But, yeah, so it went from sort of boring diesel Audis to an M4, which I loved. Great car. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was when they were fairly new. So this is an F82 then? F82, yeah. Um, yeah, mine was fairly fresh. Uh, it was brand new, I mean, but, I mean, it was fairly fresh in the market at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, as I was saying there at the minute, we were looking at the CSL. It looked like it floated, so I put Litchfield Springs on it, which mm-hmm. were incredible. Then I went a bit crazy and stuck a seven and a half thousand pound Akrapovich exhaust on it, <laughs> or sorry, Akrapovich is the proper way to yes. say it, uh, with an Akrapovich rear valance, and that really that that was really nice. Momentum Motorsport did that for me, mm-hmm. it was class. Um, and then what else did I do? I tried to actually then get uh, Litchfield to tune it at the time, uh-huh. and they wouldn't touch it because it was in Northern Ireland, blah blah. So that actually same thing happened with my GTR. So I had my M4 for a while, and then. I just got a bit, I don't know, I got a bit bored. I'd spend a fortune on putting other things in it. Like I put a racing wheel in it and stuff mm-hmm. like that there. Like a fucking 1,500 quid steering wheel in it and an M4. Like, um, so I did loads of stupid stuff with that. And I was like, was oh, that, was that the M4 wheel with the... Uh, yeah, the lights, the, yeah. The, oh, the it has lights. the shift lights yeah, on it. Yeah, the shift lights That's on Alcantara as well. 1,500 pound wheel. Oh, it was great. Like, absolutely awesome. Oh, it was funny fitting it. The guy fitting it, um, they'd never fitted one before. Uh-huh. Guy was like, what the fuck's this? <laughs> I said, oh, it's your performance, whatever it was called. I can't remember what it was yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. So, coincidentally, they obviously make more left-hand cars than they make right-hand drive cars. So, all the steering column electronics are on the left-hand side of the car. Mm-hmm. So, when the guy was putting the new steering wheel on, he was like, mate, there's no fusion or anything for this. Oh, it, turned out it, was, it took him about six hours to do a, a half-hour job <laughs> because it turned out all the, the oh, electronics oh, yeah. on the other side. So, yeah, I went from that to a GTR. That was like a stupid impulse buy. I really, not, really don't know why I bought that. I didn't like that car at all. I got a good offer from AM4. Um the man who posts half garage pictures gave me a good offer on my M4 at the time. So I got rid of that. <laughs> Literally drove Andy, no MCMA from the forum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andy picked me up and we went round to um, went round to Nissan, bought a GTR there, there and then. Uh, and so what that was the first one in Ireland, first delivered one in Ireland. It must have been a cancelled order. What, what year of GTR was that? That was when they changed. So it was the 17. 2017 model, I think. It was when it all changed, the, like new A-pillars and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, this is the best driving thing ever. No. Really? It's just yeah, I, I can remember from the very start. Like I can remember meeting you down Pizza out there, and you hated it from the very start. It's fast and straight. Now it was probably the first GTR you could have a bit of fun in. I, I actually spun it once, which was pretty good for a GTR um, <laughs> with a friend of mine in the car. I was like, "What the fuck?" But yeah, even Pete actually, Pete didn't mind it at the start. And then it's just like it goes fast in a straight line, and it's heavy, mm-hmm. and the interior is awful. Like it's awful. Like his baggy leather seats and all. Yeah. But that's Jap spec. That's JDM stuff. I was yeah. like, listen, this is not for me. And then the wheels kept flaking. It was sort of shitty paintwork and stuff. Yeah. So I think I kept that nine months. Wow. And you're going to see a trend here. Then I impulse bought an R8. 
As on, you do. On the way home from Victoria Square on Boxing Day, I think it was. All right. Do we, Boxing Day. Or we, we, tw- we January sealed special <laughs> there. <laughs> the 29th. Would you, I didn't actually take delivery of it the January to make sure I got the new red, or the, the new year on it, obviously. But yeah, I was on my way back from Victoria Square. And I called in just to look at the colour. It was Porsche Riviera Blue. I was like, oh, beautiful. Me, beautiful. colours are there. I literally called in to have a nosy. And I knew the Audi guys from buying all my Audi diesels, obviously, in the day. And then they knew I'd bought M4s and DTRs. So the guy came down and he's like, oh, what do you think that? And I said, surely I'm just in to have a look. I just wanted to see the <laughs> colour. I've literally bought it nine months old. And he's like, no, come on, we'll have a look. We'll do <laughs> Next minute, you're buying a V10 Plus R8. It was a great car. I, I actually wish it. I'd never got rid of that. Because if I'd have kept that now, it would have been great. Like, again, I put in a Krabovich exhaust mm-hmm. on that. It was... That V10 engine is like a dragon. beautiful <clears throat> sounding thing. Like It was phenomenal. And then, what how I actually ended up getting rid of that, Andy, MCMA again, went to a wee excursion to pick up a, a yellow car, if you'll remember. Mm-hmm. And I went with him to Redline, mm-hmm. driving over, and he said, oh, what about the R8 blah? I said, oh, it's dead on, fine. Got there. And the guy that owned Redline, or one of the guys that worked in Redline, had a, a 570S sitting. I'd never really seen a McLaren. I was like, what is that there? That looks pretty funky. That looks cool. And he just literally threw me the keys and said, come on, we'll take it a drive. Worst mistake of my life. Yeah. That started the decline in the McLaren world. Um, <laughs> I, I blame Andy for this fully, by the way. So yeah, I end up coming back from there the whole way home in Andy's new car. I was like, mate, that was great. But here, I want to wind back because you've just, you've just, yeah, he's totally he's completely glossed over the best car that he had. You've, well, you've glossed over the art now. Now you say, say that. Now my my thoughts on R eights are they are fantastic, but they are so competent. Oh yeah, they're nearly it's very boring. They're but boring because very, they're very boring. because they're so good. But it's the noise I love the boy. Oh, that, that and the color actually. I love you know, the color. I've, I've still got. Do you remember Renis took photographs of that? I've still got blown up photographs yeah. of your R8 in my work. So that's right. We used them for your yeah um, for one of the Oliani cam yeah. photo shoots. That's right. The only V10s I can think of is the R8, the M5 V60, and yeah. the uh, Toyota. What's its name? Oh, that. Uh, oh, sorry, the Lexus LFA. Every single one of them. People go about the noise. There's just something about a V10. LFA is mental noise. But yeah, the R8. When I stuck the a crap of it on it was just bonkers like it was mm-hmm. mental it was phenomenal noise like and quick. that was missed that quick very yeah but not McLaren was quicker like mm-hmm. but McLaren was a good bit lighter as well I was going to say uh, that the Audi is a bit heavy but nowhere near the like um, nowhere near the song and dance factor that yes. came with it because yes. again V10 like God said it's like it's just noise yeah it's just petrifying noise mm-hmm. neighbours weren't very happy started in the morning yeah. and cold started it was loud <laughs> like again when you put the crap of it on it's really really loud but yeah it was a it was a great car but as you said very competent very boring like literally a five year old child could drive that yeah. car yeah yeah um, it wasn't really skipping about at all it was planted to the floor no matter what speed you done on it um had a few private road drives in it, obviously, as you do, and like it went very fast. It was very competent. It, it, it's almost as if Audi, uh, they've engineered it so they've engineered too good. The personality yeah. of it. Audi should have done that for the mass market ones, and then made a, like, a GT3 version of it or something. Well, That's I tried really to get. Hardcore. I tried to get the rear wheel steer one. Yeah, I tried to buy one of those, and they didn't get one. I think they only maybe got one. So I tried to buy one of those because I was like, that would be fucking great fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rear wheel steer on that V10. Well, and one thing I was, they did, they did a rear wheel drive version of it. And I've seen a couple of reviews of, of those yeah. and I thought the rear wheel drive one would give it a bit of character. But we, people are saying, no, actually, it, the four wheel drive car is better. I don't know. I don't know. I, see, they don't think they did the performance pack in the rear wheel steer. So it was a bit slower as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I, I actually did try to get one because I thought that would be great crack. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the reviews for him were great. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was it was probably the car that I wish it kept. That or the M4, I think. But so, but that's so. I think I wouldn't put the. She had an M4, then you had the R35, mm-hmm. and I would still say they're sports cars. Type yeah, thing. and then you definitely moved into supercars. Yeah, I agree. So, how did uh, people looking at you on the road and the perceptions and all the rest? Oh, of, what man. what came with that? The R8 was really funny. The, the day I picked it up, obviously picked it up on Audi, was driving up to see Marquine. Um, from the forum, obviously driving up to see Mark and I pull into the garage there in Marino, just outside Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah. Pull in. This is honestly, you're not even going to believe. You think I'm making this up? Pull in the garage. Guy was literally going to get a bottle of water, shooting up to see Mark. This guy stood at the coffee machine, followed me with his eyes the whole way round. Like I literally walked in, grabbed water out, blah blah, blah paid. Just followed me the whole way, then walked out behind me. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Is is this your car?" I went, yeah, I've just bought it there. I just picked it up. He went, oh, what is it that you do, if you don't mind me asking? What do I said, uh, that's none of your business what I do. <laughs> and he went, oh, 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 well, and I said, let's now work in IT. And he said, oh, right, I work in IT. And he literally said, <laughs> why do I not have one of those? And like, I looked at the guy and went, well, what do you want me to tell you? I actually said, make better life choices, but that made me sound like a bit of a prick. But <laughs> I, I was just so annoyed. You I was like, come up with some kind yeah, of false you know job, something? like I'm a fluffer or something like that. Better life choices. Skydiving instructor. Skydiving instructor. But like, I just looked at the guy and I was like, I don't know what you want me to tell you here. Undertaker. But you know something? That, Undertaker's that, a that's good actually one. a really good way to put it because some people are just nosy fuckers. Yeah. But you'd love to turn around and say, it's not your fucking business. Yeah. Oh, I did that many times. Yeah. McLaren was the worst for that, obviously, because it looked. A lot more special, mm-hmm. but, like it but obviously did. Did you find, Warren, when you had like the supercars or the hypercars, that people almost thought that they'd give them a right to come and photograph you, talk to you, question you? Yeah, no, yeah. honestly, yeah. People thought they could come over and like sit on your car. And like I had Ooh. many arguments with people over that. I, I remember us like, being at shows and even years ago, and you'd always get kind of girls coming over and taking photos, yeah. maybe groups them and setting them bonnets. And it drove me mad even if it was my car. Mm-hmm. You know, just Excuse saying me, it drove me mental. It just yeah. used to piss me off. But yeah, like as you say, people thought that because you had that car, they could come over and say, "Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I sit in it?" I have no idea who you are. Can you <laughs> fuck off from about <laughs> me. Yeah. What? But see, to be fair, I was quite nice. Like you used to get a lot of mm-hmm. like young kids. Yeah. So, like, if you're in getting fuel or whatever, you would have got a lot of young kids coming over, like you no know, fucking fifteen and lower or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, jump in, go ahead. And blah, that's blah. that. That's brilliant. But yeah, weird that the flipping. With a da or the, come over here or something like that. There, just, you <laughs> the know. best one ever was you know, Jonty off the forum. I met John. I never met Jonty physically before, yeah. but I obviously spoke to him a lot. I came when the petrol station in Temple Patrick before the airport. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I was in there filling up with fuel. Literally got out, was walking in, and Jonty came walking out as I was walking in. I said, "Oh, Jonty, what about you?" He goes, "Oh, Warren, how are you?" And he said, "Oh, is that the car?" And I said, "Yeah," and threw him the key and went to pay for it. And it was only after I gave him the key, I was like. I've never met this man. <laughs> and away he went. So a couple of minutes later, I came walking out and he just stood there and he said, do you know you just give me the key to your car? I was like, I'm sure you're not going to steal it, are you? But I know I did that. That was very surreal. But uh, it was funny. So you, you don't mind with nice people or like people you know. Yeah. Obviously, it, it's a totally different scenario. But yeah, the, the amount of, the audacity of some people who think they could come up and say, what is it you do for a living? How yep. can you afford that? How do you pay for that? And then the other classic belter is, oh yeah, but like it's not yours, it's financed. Right, okay, so you go and finance it. Yeah. yeah that, like I always find yeah. that hilarious because, yeah. not financial advice, but if you have loads of money, don't waste it on cars. Always finance cars. Absolutely. Like, you need your head checked if you buy cars outright, in my opinion. But 
I don't know. So yeah, that that then that was quite funny. But yeah, you used to get people coming up just demanding to know what you did. Yeah, and like you can't be really nice about it. I had a few like altercations with people the odd time. I had a guy one time. I got out of the car and he said, "Oh, look at that fucking drug dealer." And I actually called him over and said, "What did you say?" He said, uh, 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 "Like when you call people on to shit uh, themselves." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, uh, uh, like drug dealer." I said, "No, don't be ridiculous. Fuck off." And away he yeah. went. But like you do, you just get people who automatically make yeah, very bad assumptions. People can be nice about it and, and say, "Here, love the car." You know, most something similar. Like most people are like out there, but it's the one or two. But that's an eye free. There is jealousy yeah. issues. Always has been. Yeah. I, I c- couldn't believe the difference between driving the load, especially when they had the exige. I got loads of interest from a petrol station or something like that, and it was generally like. Oh, I used to have an Elise, I had Milan, I had, you know, you get those, like, all sorts of mm-hmm. ages bringing people out of the work, work, and sort of gen- genuinely interested. See, when I got the GT4, I would get let out of junctions. Mm. You know, it was a different type of mm-hmm. thing, and I was like, oh. You know, because you used to walk around, like, from Joy from Friends in your Porsche baseball cap and <laughs> <with> the, <laughs> the Porsche bomber jacket and everything. <laughs> He's not hey. saying no, by the way. He's not saying no. Yeah, he doesn't say no there. No. the best thing about Porsche ownership. Stick her in the back of his GT4 to my other cars of Porsche as well. My other cars are GRERs. Yeah, they're great fun. Great crack. Oh, brilliant crack. Great crack. See, for the price point, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. A friend got one a while ago and I had a rip on it and I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. This should not do these they're things. So ex- mm-hmm. They're so uh, I, I have great one. Fun. Oh, I didn't actually know you had one. Yeah, yeah, so They're but, great. But I thought I'd bring the key, you know. That's how I roll. Why did you <laughs> Did you plug it in? <laughs> he rolls it. Tower roll, silent electricity. <laughs> there's, there's my extension lead line on the head. <laughs> Don't rock, will be popping up any minute to go free. <laughs> 18 hours later. So, uh, so yeah, so like I couldn't get over the the, uh, the difference in the way Porsche owners are treated. Although, you know, some types of ownership, people bring it on to themselves at the same time. Do you know what I mean? And that's, I know, I am sure that with the with the supercar thing, you know, I'm sure then you're getting people like, can you come and do the supercar day at this? Can you come and do that? And and like I, I did a lot of those things because like it was a bit of crack most of the time. Uh, yeah, for sure. And it's charity, so you're doing the right thing uh, as well. 100%. Um, plus, like it's nice meeting new people. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to these things as well. But yeah, it's funny the the sort of backhanded comments that come with it mm. were, were always quite interesting, but. That's uh, so we've we you've had, you've got the R eight and you went to Redline. Oh yeah, Andy and I should not be friends with Andy anymore. So we go to Redline and the guy we were dealing with, uh basically I walked in, I was like, What is that? McLaren blah blah as I was talking about, threw me the keys and said we'll go for a drive on it. And I came back and I said, Wow, it's amazing. Driving up the road. So Andy had just got rid of his R eight. Mm-hmm. He had a Vegas yellow yes. R eight that he just got rid of mm-hmm. for a, a a guy that's Mido Hurricane that we picked up. We come back up the road in his Hurricane. I'm like, mate, that's, that was great. Like, I really enjoyed that car. It was brilliant. And Andy sitting there on the on my shoulder, going, "Just do it. <laughs> just, just change it. Sure, how much will it be? Just change it." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." And then it was maybe weeks later. It was at December. I think we got his car like October, November, and I got that car in December and was on having a look. So there's only a couple of McLaren dealers. So I went to Glasgow with the mm-hmm. closest one. Mm-hmm. Um, get there. Having a look around, and, or sorry, online. I'm looking around. Do they do seeing, Lotus as well? Uh, no, no, thank you. So. Parks, they do loads of different. Oh no, they do Parks. parks do you do parks, Lotus? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that's who my Amir uh, is. Is that yeah? They're, they're actually all right. They yeah. to be fair. Um, so yeah, I went there, picked up a 570 Spider. As I said earlier, it was a former press car, mm-hmm. so it had every single option available, uh, which was nice. It drove really well, um, and then it just kept breaking. <laughs> Electrical issues is their biggest grief. Like mm-hmm. electrical issues in them is unbelievable. 
like both of my McLarens had this same issue. You'd walk away, lock the car, and come back and the window would be down. And I'm like, oh, uh, I'm like, it doesn't matter how much this car is worth. Like, it, it, like, it doesn't matter if it's a thousand pound banger. No one wants their window mm-hmm. being down mm-hmm. their car. So it happened one time with that 570S where it was really ra- rainy and stormy and the window was down. I came out and a couple of hours later and the whole so- inside of the car soaked. And McLaren are like, ah, yeah, that happens. <laughs> I'm like, no, that, that does not happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started having issues with that car, which probably should have been a sign. It was a spider. Hard top, which was really nice. It and looked really how, well. How long did you have it? Uh, three or four months I had that because I had so many issues. So that's how I got into a 600 LT. I'm trying to think which one I... Because I had, I had sat in one of, your, one of your cars and it was probably the first time that... And this is what I love about you because you, you like go and sit and just yeah, walk around it. And I remember I had, I don't know, my F4 at the time or something like that. And I, and I loved the fact that it was so, much, so much of it was hand-built and all the rest. And I loved like the something the billet machine flipping stocks and all in yep. that car and the carbon tub. And the like, it's a real driver's car. like, And it's yeah. it's a real engineer's wet dream as well. Like, it's... it's, it's, it's So the 570 is a little bit more sedated than the, the long tail. Mm-hmm. So the 600 LT had no carpet. Mm-hmm. It was just exposed carbon, yeah, which was class. And then, as I was saying earlier, had the um, Senna bucket seats in it yeah which were incredible um but again expensive options for things you probably didn't need but mm-hmm. they made it look a lot better and yeah from an engineering perspective weight loss time all the way because yes being as heavy as i am i obviously <laughs> would have injured the drag of the car but yes yeah, so the but the 570 like- was great and then I had a roof leak in that as well uh-huh. and then loads of electrical issues i actually remember it just coming back from being fixed and i drove it down the bottom of where i live and the interior light, your, your console light and, and the, on the headliner, yeah. just started having its own wee disco. So I took a video of it and sent it to the sales guy. And his reply was LOL. <laughs> and I went, no. <laughs> no LOL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a disaster. It was full of water. Went back. Is that the seats? Yeah, that's, that's it there. there. Yeah. And actually, that, that orange one was near enough the same as mine. I'll the put that in the show notes as well. Pictures yeah. of seats. So they look awful. But they're genuinely, they do, they look hard, but they're they look incredible. They're so cool. comfortable, and they really lock in. Uh, they're, they're really good for driving on. Suter and I had a really good experience on in my McLaren, uh, the 600 LT, on, on a very, very private road. So we did, and the, the bucket seats are definitely helpful. What was the mm-hmm. which McLaren was it that you had that? Didn't you race on one of the airstrips? Was it, did you race a helicopter or something? Was that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a bit of crack. Actually, helicopters are really slow. So, like, lots of cars would be the helicopter, but it looked really good for videos. Yeah. So, a mate of mine's a helicopter pilot, and he said, listen, we can get this airfield for a bit of crack. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, <laughs> let's go. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, away we went. Um, you could empty a tank of fuel in that in probably less than 50 miles. It was <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> like, see when This you, is the car that the helicopter see, Yeah, oh, no, the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, you literally could empty a tank of fuel in less than 50 miles. If you, turn, if you turned everything on and drove it in Sport Plus, mm-hmm. it was... Just drank fuel like so. Oh, yeah. It was it's good fun fat. Actually, so. I was in your white McLaren, and it was we were down at Peach one day, and this is how like unprecious you were about things. You know, I said here, like I love the McLaren, and you didn't even take me for a drive. It you paid the keys and said here, take it for a run on it. Mm. You know, and it was just like Pete used get, to have that car all the time. Yeah, mm. it's it's one of the coolest things about you, and again, it's probably why you're a nice guy, and why again people kind of take advantage of your good nature sometimes. <laughs> You know, but but you were just it was just here, Pete. Take him, give him a good run on it, scare him in it. <laughs> yeah, and, and he probably and he did. did do for it. Yeah, because they were rear wheel drive as well. So five seventy is roughly five seventy brake, six hundred yeah. roughly six hundred. So yeah, with the five seventy S for a while, and um, 
then I say three or four months I got rid of that and 600 LT had just launched mm-hmm. so obviously Gaz was mentioning about having the limited number run car I thought you know what see if I get one of these just ship it on in September keep it six months have a bit of cracking it over the summer ship it on in September make a few quid happy day that's yep. the thought I thought I'll not lose any money so mm-hmm. the depreciation aspect you are talking about earlier that didn't happen Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert! I got fucked. <laughs> um, so really badly. Even as I was mentioned earlier, like that five seventy S depreciation was bonkers. I, I think it was like fifty five grand or something that lost in three or four months. It was, it was insane. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that was back to the dealer mm-hmm. who knew how to add all these issues with it. Yeah, they were just sort of like, "I whatever. What are you going to do?" Said, what? And McLaren to deal with as well. Were just they have this thing called client services, mm-hmm. which is just couple of boys on a phone in london telling mm-hmm. you everything you want to hear yeah oh yes that's awful oh sorry really nice tones as did well. did you ever get to go to their amazing technology center and is it woking or whatever it is no they did invite me to it when i bought the 600 lt mm-hmm. uh, they also invited me to mclaren pure track day as mm-hmm. well when you bought the lt if you buy any lt long tail model you get invited to do all this random stuff uh, obviously didn't go to it um <laughs> so yeah moved into the 600 lt thinking <clears throat> excuse me keep this six months we're good to go happy days that's obviously not how it went at all. So I bought that. Not a lot of people know what I'm now about to tell you. Um, <laughs> I drove it out of the garage, 45 minutes down. Is it the A8 out of Scotland? What's the what's A75? The, the A75. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Driving it down there. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not happening. Pull over the side of the road. Active dampener fault. You're joking. I'm like, this This can't be true. So I phoned him up, phoned McLaren up. Guy's like, oh, what do you mean? I said, I'm literally stranded here at the side of the A75. Mm-hmm. What am I meant to do? So I can't remember if it was limp mode or not, but I ended up having to drive it back anyway. Mm-hmm. So now I'm missing my boat at this stage. Everything was a bit of a disaster. When I walked into the showroom, there was no one there. It all ran away. So I walked in. The sales guy sheepishly came out, and I just handed him the key and said, listen, I'm not here to shout today. Can you just get that fixed for me, please? So away I went, came back about an hour later. Because the, these are the same guys that dealt with you over the, over the oh, five seven. So, yeah. so, so they, they had unleashed the beast pre, prior. <laughs> and at this point, I was just done. I was just like, man, honestly. Like, I couldn't believe it. So handed him the key and just said, get it fixed, blah, blah. I went and had it by lunch, came back about an hour or two later. And they were like, oh, no, it was really basic. It was a sensor. I said, are you fucking stupid? I, said, I don't care what it was. It shouldn't have broke. So that was 45 minutes into ownership mm-hmm. of a, a brand new 600 LT. Um, which at, actually at, at roughly what price, Warren? <laughs> what do they start from? Just give us yeah, what, what do they start from? That's yeah, give us a ballpark. What do you do for a living? <laughs> Drug dealer. Um, <laughs> it was 219000 Okay, so you're 45 minutes into spending 200 grand plus on a car, and yeah. these guys at this stage were like, yeah, fuck you. Basically, yeah. And I was like, this is... Unreal. So anyway, get it, bring it back home. Eventually, uh, get it home. Starts doing the window thing. And I'm like, no way. I'm like, this is not happening to me. I'm like, what is going on? So then it drove fine for a while. They actually, it went. CCRS must have made a fortune. By the way, CCRS took that back and forth to Glasgow, probably five or six times. Wow. Um. So away it went back to Glasgow. Had a, a window actionator or something replaced. Mm-hmm. Came back, fixed it on, and then it was actually okay for about five hours and then <laughs> something else broke in it I, I have a whole honestly so if anyone listening knows uh, I had a 28 month long legal case so couldn't really talk about this for a long time um, so I have lists of things that were wrong with the car obviously uh, which I ended up winning the case which was good I got my money back that was nice well, but was yeah, it like was it all minor stuff or was it major I mean, like engine failure it was minor build up 
but uh, men are enough to really constantly reoccurring. Yeah. Um, so I had to learn the Consumer Rights Act and all of everything. So reoccurring faults and all this here, and mm-hmm. what what is a reoccurring fault and how do you define it and all this here kind of crap. So yeah, I had electrical faults constantly. It then driving, literally driving home one day, was driving up the hill to where I live, and it started beeping again at me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going on here? It went into limp mode then, definitely, because I remember that, because it was literally, thank fuck, I'm only five minutes from the house kind of thing. Drove in, phoned the guy again at McLaren Clan Services. I'm like, listen, my car's broke again. And obviously he didn't know who I was, and he was like, sir, what do you mean again? I'm like, oh, give him the reg of the car, and he looked it up, and he just heard his voice dropping. <laughs> All right. Was that not just back? So away it went again. The rear rear wheel speed sensor that time. Mm-hmm. So we had another sensor. So again, all this electronic crap that kept going on and on. Came back then. And I can't remember if that was the time it came back damaged or not. They damaged it twice, which was really good. On. I'll tell you the best story I have with it, though. It was away one time because it was broke again and getting fixed. And guy foams me up. All right, boy. I go, uh, hello. <laughs> Who's this? And he goes, it's such and such transport. And I'm like, right. Hello. He goes, ah, picking this car up here. Like, is there anything about it? Like, what is it? Will she go on a low loader? I was like, what? Who are you? So this is some random guy. So McLaren generally used CCRS because it was on a covered transport and mm-hmm. it's all nice new stuff and was mm-hmm. looked after well. But for some reason, so whenever your car breaks, whenever your McLaren breaks, you phone McLaren Assist, who's just the AA. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you that at the time, but it's just the AA. AA Premium or whatever. So AA Premium had arranged this transport this time. And I was like, this can't be happening. This is this is definitely the time I came back damaged the first time. Um, Stephen from CCRS, I phoned him and I was like, Stephen, I need you to pick my car up. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, there's some random boy going to pick it up from the docks later on tonight. And to be fair, like Stephen was like, listen, Warren, we're flat out. Let me see what I can do. I'll ring you back. So I phoned the other guy back and was like, listen, don't you be getting near my car. Mm-hmm. He was going to come and pick me up and all because he, he, <laughs> I was like, no, just, just leave it. Go away. <laughs> So anyway, I phone McLaren Assist, explain the crack to them. They're like, right, okay, no problem. At this point, when I phone McLaren Assist to say, listen, CCRS is going to pick the car up from Belfast Docks, the guy on the phone goes, we never picked your car up. And I went, what? <laughs> he said, we don't have your car. I'm like, uh, you definitely do. So I phone Glasgow McLaren, and they're like, no, your car hasn't been picked up. Oh my holy shit. So I'm like... <laughs> Hold on a minute. I'm like, what? You've made it disappear now? Great. Uh, so, yeah, they had no idea where it was for hours, literally hours, and then about probably half six that night. I think it was on, must have been on the half six ceiling. Mm-hmm. It was eventually found. And I'm like, so you just let someone, so they let the car leave Glasgow McLaren at 8 a.m. that morning. Mm-hmm. But no one thought it would be like interesting to record who took it or where it was going or whose it was. Nothing. They thought this was all. Holy Useless information. Oh Mickey Mouse, isn't it? No, again, it shouldn't matter if that car is ten pound or hundred pound or whatever. Like it's just like when a car yep. leaves anywhere for that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So anyway, they eventually find it in the track of black blah blah. So Stephen then phones me back and he said, "Listen, I can grab it later." So as I said, I phoned that other boy back, told him to go nowhere near my car. Stephen then phones me about probably ten o'clock that night. It went back this time for a door issue. Um, so dihydral doors lifted up, but it was catching. It damaged the paintwork on the inside because the door had dropped. Mm-hmm. Oh, honestly, getting flashbacks here. Um, <laughs> the door had dropped, and so the interior paint was all fucked on the door sill. Yeah. And they were like, oh, sure, we'll just paint that. I'm like, oh, you just don't get it. Like, They just have no experience of how to deal with high-end cars. Like, and it's all they sell, so it makes no sense. So anyway, Stephen comes up and picks it up. Uh, phones me about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. 
And he goes, uh, Warren, I've got your car here at Belfast Docks. And a couple of days, great. And he goes, yeah, the, the whole back end's damaged. And I literally burst out laughing. and went, okay, good one, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> he's like, no, no. He sent me a three-minute long video on WhatsApp of all the damage. So it had a very large carbon fiber diffuser mm-hmm. with like um, sp- like spikes out of it or whatever mm-hmm. you want to yeah. call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and- yeah. yeah. Um, and it was all wrecked. So no one obviously claimed responsibility. It wasn't McLaren. It wasn't a transport company. It wasn't a boat company. It wasn't anybody. No one claimed responsibility. Mystery, man. And I said, well, it fucking definitely wasn't me. So they then obviously accept responsibility for it, blah, blah. So that was December, roughly. So I now had the car about six months. Depreciation on it was eye-watering. Um, that car, as I mentioned, there was 219 grand. Whenever I went back to McLaren and said, listen, can we do a deal on this, blah, blah, blah. 123 grand they offered me holy shit as a part exchange what what as a part exchange and I I like, what the cash you, offer would have been are you insane do you think I'm buying another one of your cars I had a whole rigmarole with McLaren client services about buying another car and blah 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 but anyway we're now in December the car's been back to McLaren probably five times damaged twice wrecked I'm raging cracking up Stephen brings the car up to me I go to get in the car <clears throat> the original issue it went away for the, the door issue which had definitely been fixed and checked by McLaren's text been checked by the sales guy been checked by the warranty guy I I went to open the car door same thing and I literally just turned around and looked at Stephen gave him the key back and said take that back Stephen was like what? I said the same issues there so I actually think that was November 26th I think it's the last time I physically saw that car I think it was around then uh, and that's the way it went. And 28 months later, I got my money back <gasps> with a very, very long case. Am very I right in saying as well, you were like, um, you couldn't speak about it? Yeah. Because you, you were banned whole, from talking about it? There was a whole legal... I mean, there was no NDA or anything associated okay. with it, but the... Would it hurt your case, probably? Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't have made any sense to be talking about it. Because everybody kept saying, oh, go to like Facebook and social media and I'm like but that doesn't benefit that me doesn't, like yeah. I don't gain anything I just look like a prick shouting on social media so I just had to leave it and it was awful give you another funny one as well when it went back that time this was now December and they phoned me up they're like uh, are you collecting your car uh, no I, I don't want it anymore I'm, I'm rejecting it I'm going down the rejection process they're like alright okay so I'd, not, I'd had a hire car now so if your car goes away they give you a hire car okay um, no, sadly not better. <laughs> a five series diesel, five twenty. Oh, we all know how you love uh, BMW diesels. I love Lofty. a four twenty. Do you remember that was a fucking yeah. disaster? <laughs> so actually, I, I was a bit of a prick then. I phoned up and complained and said, "Are you like joking here? You sent me a five twenty D that was probably four or five years old." And they were like, "Well, what do, what do you mean? What's wrong?" With I said, "You've just taken away a fucking two hundred grand car here." Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, 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 "Oh, we'll send you a prestige car up." Right, okay, great. What arrived? 530 <laughs> No, but that would be great. A disco. I know. <laughs> a disco. I'm like, is this? So I just phoned the guy. I was like, listen, no worries, fine. That's all good, thanks. So then I'd now had a hire car for a few days, blah, blah. They were wanting me to take the car back, and I said, no, I'm not taking the car back. So they then phoned me up and said, oh, we're coming to collect our hire car. I said, no, you're not, because I'm like in a dispute case with you at the moment. Their response was, I think I had this in email, we're not obligated to keep you mobile. I'm like, all right, sound, okay. So then I had no car for a while, uh, for probably a month or so. And then it took me into January and started getting big borrowing, stealing cars along the way and doing what I could. And eventually, 28 months later, 
I got the decision through, but it, honestly, the process associated with it would I would never buy another McLaren. I'm sure. So, <clears throat> not only would you not buy another McLaren, but this is a this is a key question. If there was a dealership here in the country, definitely not. Still not. No, you would you would throw stones at the windows. <laughs> and has it put you off like supercars in general or just McLaren? Um. Good question, actually, to be fair. So I'm in an X5 Jeep at the minute, obviously, we're discussing. Mm-hmm. It's comfy. No one bothers mm-hmm. you. No one asks you what you do. No one wants to talk, talk to you or sit <laughs> on your car or take pictures of your car. It's just get let out at junctions and away you go. Yep. Um, I don't know. Like, Ferrari took me away to drive the F8 when it launched last year. Phenomenal car. So I imagine the 296. Is that the one? Yeah, Tributo, yeah. yeah. It was really good. I actually got to go with that on a, a big mountain pass and then on a track. Oh, amazing. So it, it was great crack. But... They're too mileage sensitive. As soon as you drive one, they're yeah. they're dead in the water. Like no one wants to own a Ferrari with more than five miles on it for some bizarre reason. Uh, so I don't know supercar wise. But that's that's interesting. Was in the fact that you had owned when you were going to buy the five seventy S or the six hundred. Were you going around Ferrari and all the rest, or did they know? No, they knew. So so in other words, so I've been there maybe at friends or car events, obviously because obviously yes. Ferrari hosted yeah, a few. Yeah, yeah. But no, they knew like. Um, like Maserati, I'd never bought a Maserati in my life and probably never will. But like Maserati contacted me about the MC20 launch. Yeah. They wanted to take me to, I think it was Turin or something for the yeah. MC20 launch. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm good, thanks. So, so you, so like when you buy something, like say when you bought, probably not when you bought your GTR, but probably when you bought the R8, yeah. you ended up on a marketing database somewhere? Probably, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then suddenly you became a prospect yeah. for. I have a theory, actually, that all those guys you were bumping in the petrol stations were Maserati spies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or Just waiting for spies. the day. We've an MC20 coming in five years. Prepare yourself. But <laughs> but but right enough, like the, the the customer data that some of these places hold must be, you know, it's quite a, it's probably quite a small list of yeah. of, of certain people. And then and, yeah. then and then you're a target. It's for, a very focused market. Hasn't yeah. It? yeah. And now to be fair, they're never like they're never aggressive about no, it. No, no, I'm, um, I'm not saying that. But I'm 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 just it's just interesting. But yeah, they'll know who you are. Yeah, like they'll they'll know yeah, who if, you are. If you're a supercar owner in Northern Ireland. You suddenly You'll be become, known. You suddenly go onto a radar of you know because yeah because that's that's how these people. Well, they, sell they cars. could be buying uh, DVLA info like everyone else, yeah. or just looking up Ferraris, Maseratis. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how you would do it. Yeah, so uh, that's how you would do it, or how you've done? It. Well, how I would. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, so we have the technology. Now we do, <laughs> but that's that's even interesting in itself. That because uh, we yes we talked about going to the supercar events and I and see the last couple of years because of COVID and all I think people have just went to hell with it. I'm going to go and the, all the stuff's mm-hmm. coming out. It seems to have come out of the woodwork. Yeah, and it's class because we get to see. So you much. see everything now. Yeah, like it's you amazing. see you see everything now. Um, like mine, I used to, I would have took it to anything. Yeah, like my favorite one was probably the supercar Sunday. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a guy with me who was involved, or sorry, the, I was part of, or ambulance, sorry, it was, the yeah, Supercar yeah, yeah. Sunday or ambulance. I had a guy who was involved in a very nasty motorbike accident, and he only survived because of the, the air ambulance being there. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was great to do something like that. Brilliant. And you get down, and people see it, and they'll donate because they want to get in and see the car and take a few photos and stuff. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. stuff like that's great. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we should be doing with stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'm not saying you need to bring out your limited edition this or your limited edition that, but, like, if you've got the time on a Sunday, generally when they are, yeah. like, get out there. Get, yeah. Even someone will throw 20 quid in to see a McLaren. Yes. Someone will throw, like, when you get your Amira, yeah. like, that's going to, no one's going to see those. They're going to be like, what the fuck's that? So like taking that, stuff, I know you probably will like, but taking that, the stuff's going to be really beneficial to yeah. the charity side of it. I like that side of it, and that's awesome. Uh, it's a more respectable environment too. We were at the, the thing of Bishop's Court last year, and it was it was brilliant. For the amount of people, there's no hassle. Yeah, yeah, it was. It looked yeah. class. Actually, I didn't go to that. I had no car, obviously, um, which was fun. Yeah, but it was, it was an experience. I'll say that they were it hands down the best thing I've ever driven. 
the 600 LT, mm-hmm. hands down, fast as fuck, stick to the road, rear wheel drive, and you throw it around circles if you want. Like, it's great. Yeah. Like, Pete ride yeah. the balls out of it loads of times. Um, it was a great, great car. But, no, actually, here's another funny thing. Oh, just remembering this now. It stopped by the police one time, coming back from, I think it was maybe in Portrush or something. So, it was driving down, coming into Sandy News. I had no front number plate, obviously, because I don't like front number plates. Um, I undertook a police car, but at normal speed, just normal speed, because he was going really slow on the big discovery thing. I undertook him. He let me drive about 30 seconds, and I'm all chuffed a bit, thinking, oh, I'm sorry, we're getting away. And he's, and he's all on the flipping of the NPR, <laughs> giving yeah. it the whole... Yeah. Bang, well, lights on. He, like, he was on your LinkedIn profile and all. Before <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He didn't ask me what it did, actually. No, um, there you go, yeah. he was. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he jumps in and pulls me over, and I'm like, oh. 45 minutes at the roadside mm-hmm. didn't believe me I owned a car didn't believe the car was insured like all this I'm looking at him going Are you, what he said do you think I'm just driving this randomly on the road and he's like oh like this is not your vehicle and all and then I just I must have just been changing the number plate the XZ3 it must have been fairly short after it got her actually because the old number plate was lying in the boot or the front as it is and he opened it up because he obviously had never seen a McLaren, so he wasn't sure what was working. And he opened it up and the old plate was in it. And he actually said, see, we've caught you with a, a non-cherished plate here. I'm like, what? He said, oh, you haven't moved this plate across, I bet. I said, literally look it up. Like, it's it's there. It's a, It actually calls it yellow for some reason. So it does. It was orange, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, so I had, a, honestly, 45 minutes at the roadside telling me that the car wasn't mine, asking me, like, obviously, where I lived, all this normal stuff. And then made me get four brand new tires so they came with like asymmetric cut slicks on them mm-hmm. like they're fully road legal um i was like well, what and he's like oh they're they're not a legal tire and i said well if they're not a legal tire then give me four points or sorry three points for each one of them it's not legal uh, uh, i'm not gonna do anything like that I said well you're telling me at the roadside i don't own the car it's not insured and now that my tires are illegal so yeah. like what are you talking about so he gave me this thing called a a V a VDRS or something it's called. So it's basically a wee slip that the headmaster gives you and you have to take it into the nearest police station once you've resolved the issue. So the issue here was I had to get four new tires. So this brings you to the, the funny bit after talking about driving it hard and stuff. Drive around the carry off tires, get four new um pilot sport Ling Long. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Four Linglongs. Um four pilot sport yeah. pilot sport four S's on it. Where we go. The guy has it up and he calls me over and he goes so there's a whole carbon fibre and honour tray on it. He calls me over and he goes, you know there's a load of bolts missing in this? I went, what? What? He said, like, there's a bolt missing there, there's a bolt missing there. But I said, are you taking the piss? And he said, no, come on. He called me onto the car and showed me the missing bolts. I phoned McLaren up to say, it had just been for a service. I phoned him up and said, do you understand that there's like bolts missing in the under tray? And you know what they said? You must have been driving it excessively. <laughs> Because all the bolts will fall out. I'm like, are you, what? what? So, yeah, that was a joke as well. So, wow. yeah, I had four new tires. Then I had to go to the police station with my wee permission to sit and get um, a constable to come out and look to at the car. come out and look that you've had four new tires that he wouldn't know had no from one end to... Had, had no. clue. Like, That's ridiculous. That's so that cost me, I think, 1,200 quid. <sighs> After getting abused by Tina, and, don't own the car. And so you were abused but at the roadside yeah. to then go and get it royally. Yeah, and, and that was like literally... Weeks later is when I got rid of it. Wow. It was maybe maybe a month or two, but yeah, like literally weeks that later. That is away. A, an endeavour. That's an experience. Man, oh, man. Patience of a saint. I think, well, see, this is the thing. Everybody says that. Everybody's like, oh, you're not going nuts and cracking up. You can't. Like, there's no one to shout at. 
Yeah. Like you can't. There's no you point. It doesn't me. get you anywhere because you just it look does. like. I look like a dick. You look like a dick. Nothing. Going, oh, look at this. Billy Big Balls has bought <laughs> McLaren. Can't afford it now, and is now shouting about. He wants yeah. them to take it back. So no. Yeah, funny. I've had a few people say that to me. Oh, you must have lost that car. Like, what's yeah. happening? Blah blah. And I'm like, actually, no, I'm still paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's actually you thing. had to pay for it that whole period. Twenty eight months. Payments. Painful. Had to keep it insured. Still painful, as well. painful, painful. I eventually sorted it, but I had to keep it insured as well. It's wow. Yeah. It was. Uh, so uh, that's an ordeal. So a nice big two fingers up to McLaren Glasgow then. Yes. Well, to be fair, no McLaren Glasgow, right? But to McLaren Automotive and. Santander who financed it or McLaren Financial Services whatever like awful to deal with yeah like brutal and just to circle back to mm. Gaz's original question would I ever buy another supercar I don't know I certainly don't think I would ever buy another McLaren which does kill me a wee bit because I really love the 720S maybe time and, and distance so. and I really love the 765 LT oh, oh that's great but no not right now look I could see something like that with second like for someone who clearly loves cars mm. clearly loves driving yeah you know has real taste and like something like that, we just I just understand so you wouldn't want Put you like off. yeah mm-hmm. like I like I I I be, I be like why why are you even sitting here with us why why are you even join you know why would you be RMS you just be like no the hell yeah. the hell is all I know. You know, like, like well, if it's a two grand car a ten grand car a twenty grand car you just want to do work you just want to get in and enjoy it as a car enthusiast but especially a car that value you would expect that's built to a certain level of reliability and refinement and everything else it should just not going to fall apart and shit does happen sometimes but they happen to that. That kind of you know Happened twice. regularity. Yeah. It's just it's their electrics seem to be. Yeah. I don't know. They're well. Well, I'll give you an example of like what I took from from hearing hearing about this uh, was that when I was looking at buying the GT4, it's the most expensive car I've ever bought, mm-hmm. and I was looking at well, what else could I buy? And I could very nearly afford probably at the cheaper end of the market a 570s. And I thought I could never thought I would be able to afford a car. They're like incredible that. value for money. But I don't. But then uh, another experience. I was like, I, I just couldn't deal with any of that other stuff at all like it would just put my lights out like the experience you've had is actually probably what people would envisage 80 supercar ownership to be because yep. Ferraris used to always break down stuff like the there but then nowadays they're saying Ferraris are so reliable compared well, to what they were well I was actually thinking that was no like, one drives them that's why I was actually Ferrari think, drivers don't drive their Ferraris it's like what old Lotuses used to be like yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah and you would never buy one just windows would yeah, break doors sure. would break stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. simple Electrics, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah exactly see the amount of times I've been like tagged on Facebook or Instagram or whatever like there's a guy about to buy a McLaren <laughs> and they're like, Warren, can you talk to him? And like, you tell people what happens, and they're like, no, nah, no, but it's fine. And the reason why I think they do that is they're getting a proper supercar for very good value to money if you look at what else you can buy for mm-hmm. the same value. Mm-hmm. Like, 570s has dropped like a stone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, at the stage, they were about 80 grand or something yep. like that, weren't they? Yeah, for a, like a decent one as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, petrified in McLaren, which is a shame. Yeah, but. yeah. But, and, and just, yeah, killer. You, you, your, your supercar experience was the the R eight, which was yeah, which is pretty much perfect. Yeah, it was great. I knew it. I had one issue with that. Um, the carbon fiber spoiler had a like a bubble in it. Drove it down the Audi. Audi like yeah, no problem. Put a new one. Ordered me a new one. That was it. Uh, actually, that was fun as well. I had two days or three days after owning it, new windscreen. <laughs> driving it home. Um, yeah, I think it was two or three days after I bought it. I was driving it up through Bangor actually. I think. And a big stone hit it, mm-hmm. but there was nothing there. You couldn't see anything because it has like a sun trim at the bottom of it. It's a roggle. Yeah, I was just going to say roggle. Jealousy. <laughs> so it, it hit it, and I was like, "Oh, it's fine, dead on happy days." Eventually, got to where I was going, got out of the car, opened it, and looked around, and there was like a bullet hole in the co- in the windscreen. I was like, "What the fuck's this?" And then it eventually started the spider, so oh. I had to get it replaced. So you phone 
Actually, I was quite lucky because it was on Audi's insurance then because it was within seven days, so they give you seven uh, days free insurance. Yep. So I phoned Audi's insurance, and I go here, listen, my windscreen, blah, blah, blah. And the guy on the phone was like, yeah, no problem. So it basically puts you through like auto glass mm-hmm. or whatever. And really reassuringly, and he said, oh, we've never done one of those before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, great. Uh, we'll come to the house and do it. I said, no, no, I will meet you at Audi. You can do it at Audi. And, but Audi don't really care, to be honest, because it's, it's just all shipped out to other Aye. people. Um, they're obviously really skilled, and it was put in. It was fine. And then I think two months later, I had to get another one. Oh. So to two new windscreens in about three months. But again, something... Uh, it was a great car. That, this is kind of where, you know, when, when you're buying prestige cars, when you're buying cars... At a certain price range, and and you know we're we're talking about we're talking about high end cars here. Bit your X fives, bit mm-hmm. your Porsche, bit your McLaren, bit whatever else. It's the dealership experience that you get which mm-hmm. makes such a difference. And for for somebody like Audi to turn around and say yeah, because I'm sure a, I'm sure a windscreen in an R eight is probably eight or nine hundred pound for it. Probably, yeah. I would I'd well imagine. But it's just yeah, take it but in. Maybe that's where McLaren's shown you know they're they're kind of rookie side because they don't have the 30, 40, 50 years mm. of experience. Of now the their sales process is great. Yeah, like the McLaren sales process is really nice. The guy I dealt with was really nice to deal with. It's just when stuff starts going wrong, mm-hmm. they just fob you off this call center, McLaren client services, and you sit and talk to them all day. And as I say, they're really nice and speak really well, and they want you to feel comfortable and all this. So they just tell you everything you want to hear. Then nothing actually ever happened. No resolution. Nah, not at all, man. That's not right. at all. That's well, fine. second. So you've been through that. You've you've maybe had time to gather yourself. Are you going to go again? And if so, what? Oh, well, you can't even buy a new car at the minute. No. Actually, to be totally honest, I went in the Audi to try and get an R8, and the guy I dealt with in there was like, "We're not allowed to sell. It. We can order you one." It's twelve months, and I'm like, "Nah, it's all right." Then went to a couple of different other places. Looked at an SVR. Can get one of those. Twelve to eighteen months. BMW was telling you, but as well, same deal. But obviously, that's the same for everybody. Yes. So you can't order anything but, new. But a man like yourself, I think we know now from what you're telling us, like when you want something, like you want it like immediately. <laughs> yeah, I'm very impulsive. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not a good way to be. Like you shouldn't. But it makes for great stories. <laughs> it does. Like you shouldn't be buying cars impulsively at two hundred grand. Like that's retarded. Like it shouldn't happen. But it did. It did. A couple it of does. And sure. there we are. And you've got stories to tell. I do. Don't know whether anyone wants to listen to him. We've got stories well, to tell. Well, you listen all evening. Well, I, I can't believe the time. Like that, oh, an hour and a half, two hours, just vanished there. That's unbelievable. No way, really. Uh, uh, yeah, that's cheapers. Yeah. So I, I think uh, thanks so much, Warren. I think we've, we have some questions here. on chip in with some chess questions from the on the, fo- on the forum members. And the first, the first one is from Enda. What what gives a car uh, soul? We need to knock this soul nonsense. Uh, this, on this has to be knocked head. in the head. This, this all started, and, and I'm not even going to talk about it. Because we had a whole section talk about where I've never seen something blow up as much in RMS in a long time. Yeah, it, yeah. It's what a load of whinging and whining and crying. But basically, what, what gives a car soul? Some people think electric cars don't have souls. Some people think that uh, for a car to have soul, it has to be. And I clapped out something okay. that We can hear you all at home saying Kia. We, we know the <laughs> Kia soul joke with it. It's done to death. But for what, me, what noise. Noise, yeah. To, to be completely honest, like for me, noise, like the worst. The, the worst thing I ever did when I changed from the R8 was lose the noise. Because, like, mm-hmm. like, the McLarens aren't very noisy. Yeah. Um, but the for me, it's noise in a car. No, that's obviously going to change in the next while. And that yeah. will need to be, I don't know. I think maybe now, for me, the soul is just getting into it and driving it and everything working. I know that sounds really simple, but I haven't had that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Correct. <laughs> I just think if, if it could stir a, like a, a good emotion in you. 
you know, and that can come, as you say, one from uh-huh. the noise uh-huh. of the car. It could be also just the engine, the responsiveness, the handling. There's so many things, or a combination of all. But if you get out of the car feeling a bit of a buzz or in a good mood, if I had a good time in it, then the car got a bit of soul. Mm. Well, I, I always think of the um, the VTEC stuff we used to have. So oh, we, yeah, we you, lot of you v- just loved ringing us neck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll probably feel dead this now, but that, yeah. at the time it was great fun. But a hatchback or whatever yeah. that revved to 9,000 RPM and just had this... Yeah. Massive changeover and just so exciting. The, the S2000, I, I know I've said this a million times, the S2000 on an early weekend morning down a back road, mm-hmm. it was empty and at that 9000 revs. Mm-hmm. Just Cars like, that want to kill you on the S2000. You just wanted to stay yeah. in that moment <laughs> yeah. forever. Literally. You know, loads of fun. Yeah, so yeah, I agree with what you guys are saying. Like, soul for me is, is definitely the noise. Like, as Warren says, and that's one of the things, you know, the car wow, when he does his car wow videos, the amount of performance pedal cars now that have those soft limiters mm-hmm. yeah. it's ridiculous and, and, and like they revved like three and a half thousand there's mm-hmm. no burble there's no overrun sound is definitely a big thing on it Yeah, but I think I, I had written um, there's that it, it keeps the Jeremy Clarkson like sort of um, clippings of what he says it's shown up in TikTok and loads of things like that there now but that literally is that if you're a car guy you know what soul is you know it, yeah. it, you've just got that feeling after a drive after the noise after the smell after whatever it may be but that's what sold Maybe the car a, connect, is. a connection to the car. Connection, yeah. Which uh, I just stuck up my review of my GT4 there at the weekend on a video. And one thing I said in it was, it's cars like that that sound great and yeah. drive fantastically and give you all that feeling. You know, mm-hmm. that normally aspirated engine that, and you, you can just feel the power building. It's not like an EV. We just have this flat power curve, mm-hmm. which, is, mm-hmm. which is great to do a quick overtake or to do a flipping not the six or a quarter mile. But... You don't get that. You don't get that feeling of involvement. Yeah. No. There, honestly, there's nothing more fun than thinking a car's going to kill you. I remember doing um, a drag event at Bishop's Court years ago when I just got my M4 and tracking off everything to launch it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was. I like was a, there and I didn't know you at the time. Yeah, do you remember? <laughs> yeah. So it kicked right out, and luckily I caught it and brought it back. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it was Ben who oval fifty six. Fifty six over yeah. It was Ben commenting like he was doing the announcements and stuff for it and when I got back to him he said what the fuck how, how did you just catch that and yeah. I said mate I don't know I just grabbed it yeah. shit myself but yeah that had, that car had sold for that I remember yeah. that vividly yeah. well, well anyone who competes in motorsport as well I remember the drifting and then when you're just you're sitting sideways and flipping revving the balls or something you're, you're, all you smell is a super octane tar smoke funny say drifting and I'm coming back over at Goodwood, that was one of the favourite things about Goodwood this year, which was they had the drifters down at it. Yeah, yeah, Mike, they are, uh, James, James Dana, Dana yeah, was, was it amazing. Was, yeah, it yeah. brilliant to see. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, uh, next question is from Rigger um, Red sauce or, or bright sauce? I'm going to go for HP Fruity. <laughs> Interesting choice, HP Fruity. I've right? started back into it again recently, and after years of not having it, and it just, yeah, it's kind of like the perfect mixture of both. There's a bit of a tanginess, but you've got the, the brown sauce underneath. Depends for me what it is. Bacon roll is brown sauce all day long. But I prefer red sauce with chips. Yeah, Good point. No, it has to be red sauce, Heinz, glass bottle. No, yeah, no not, not this daddy shit. No, no definitely not. To, no. Anybody who eats that there, the there's something wrong with them. It has to be Heinz. It has to be like you're from the 1980s and you're... Yeah. Andy. Andy. From the back of the bottle. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of the same. I like red sauce, but uh, brown sauce, HP sauce and toast. Absolutely divine. Oh, horrendous. horrendous. <laughs> just on toast? Just, well, a bit of butter on it first. But no, that's grim. Brown sauce that and toast. That sounds grim. Taste no. it. It's fucking lovely. See? No. 
He's from Dave Paddock. <laughs> no. Like, come on, that's not. There's bacon on it all day long. Yeah. Brown sauce. Right, so uh, next question from, is from Rocco, so we'll skip that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Rocco says, like, if, Rocco, if you still stayed on the podcast as a presenter, you could have asked this question. So he asked that we see the McMurtry spearling at Goodwood. Well, we watched that video earlier on. So what makes a petrol head in your opinion? Uh, Gary? Uh Anyone who enjoys cars is more than an object for getting from A to B. Uh, so that can take many different forms and shapes. It can be doing track days, modifying cars, do, in fact, working on those projects, buying and selling them as a lucrative hobby on the side, just even lusting over them, having posters in your wall, even if you've never owned a supercar or anything remotely fast. But if you see it as more just a mechanical object that gets you around, then so, you're a car enthusiast of some kind. So I'm going to pick up on that point. So I could see people having... Uh, a poster of Bad Boys, the 964 Turbo yep. on their wall, something like that. Um, but I can't see someone have a picture of a Model 3, but I can see someone having a picture of a SpaceX rocket with a wee Model 3 in the background or something like that there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's how people look at it Brand now. Brand awareness. That's, not. that's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the total change. Right. And, and that's how Elon Musk will make, get people enthused about cars. Do you reckon Rocco has that? Do you reckon he has a SpaceX rocket in the house and has a wee model of his Model 3? He's, he's a wee baby uh, rocket. Yeah. <laughs> Rocco's rocket <laughs> definitely has a baby rocket yeah. a rambit rabbit, <laughs> a rambit rocko on the loose um, we're talking about petal heads like my wee fella so I've got two wee boys uh, one is seven and he's just like a Tesla nut like mm-hmm. he, he's he's went from being like a petal head you know in, in traditional sense he would have came to car shows out there with me um, and like he's just fallen in love with Teslas and then Pete took him out in, in, in the Mob 3 performance and, and we Rossi just thinks there's nothing like it my four-year-old Louis, he's just loves the noise and talks about the banana car and mm-hmm. daddy do, do do donuts daddy in the banana car so uh, yeah he's hung me out to dry in it but uh, do you know something I think I think we've got it in us you know if, if you're a petrol head if you've got the love of cars and and the the feelings that they evoke in you and it, it doesn't matter whether electric yeah. dirty diesel petrol whatever else if, if if you've got that feeling that makes you talk to your friends about it yeah, whatever it is, that's what. Well, my wee boy's the same actually, Andy. You're probably about to say he's yeah. eight, but he's Tesla man as well. And then Andy took him out in the, the Tesla he had known, and he just absolutely loved it. But that all I think comes from YouTube. They're watching yeah. a lot of YouTube channels, mm-hmm. and all the Californian content creators are all on Teslas. You know, there's very few of them driving Ferraris and stuff like that. There seems to be a Tesla out there. I don't know if Tesla pushing the cars out them, mm-hmm. promoting them and stuff mm-hmm. like that there, or if they're just sourcing them themselves, but. Extremely popular out there. I'll suit her the next time we talk to him. (laughs) He'll love it. Influencers, as they're called, or YouTubers, like it's a very, it's a very strange world too for for young people to look at. And I think some people, young people, will look at an influencer and think, well, that's a potential career path for Mm -hmm. me. But that's a very, that's that's almost like saying, well, well, like I'm going to be, you know, working on MTV or Mm -hmm. back in in our day Mm -hmm. or flipping, uh, literally be an astronaut. Like Mm -hmm. this is the, it's the top 1% of the 1% do really well. And then, and and if you're in the US, I think here it's very, very uh, difficult and there's only very few. Yeah, it's very small here, that market. Very, very, very small. Or, or you find that there is something else in play that allows people to go and buy stuff. Yeah, you know, and it's the uh, YouTube is something for them to do rather than the means mm. for them to yeah. to uh, to be there. Anyway, I say in the start of my GT4 video, I was like, well, I think if I was twenty years younger, I probably wouldn't have started RMS. I probably wouldn't have had the interest that I do. Well, possibly because of electric cars. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe in ten years' time, definitely because 
you know, the new cars will be all the electric. You know, you're growing up, your parents yeah. would have been driving, driving electric cars and that's all you've been exposed to, which would have been, wouldn't have been very exciting. You wouldn't have had your, your, your mad uncle with an XR3 or, you <laughs> no, know, yeah. you know, that type of stuff. No, just the way the stars align sometimes, like you, you got into it just at a certain age when the crew scene was kicking off and mm-hmm. that's the way it ended up. But as you say, might not have happened nowadays if you were 20 years younger. Yeah, and if if you're selling a car in 20 years' time, you'll be selling electric cars online. So, like, you'll be working on a computer selling stock that's out yeah. of an automated warehouse or something like mm-hmm. that. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not having someone around and say, "Here, we just see, we just see this." Yeah. We got traded yeah. in a flipping 1987 M5 or something like that. There, uh-huh. you know that that we get someone excited. Let's take it out for a wee slide about the back roads here, and then yeah. <laughs> that would get imprinted in in someone's a young person's mind. Uh, I think you'd get that. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. Right. Get no yeah. excited about Tesla and its original battery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. No way. Uh, so uh, next question. Barn uh, is Boydie asks how to combat EV charge hoggers? How, how would he know he doesn't have an EV to charge? He just I, hits him. I think he's just prodding people's sticks here. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with shotguns. <laughs> Actually, well, can I say that? Well, you just did. I think what they all said that the, the charge hoggers, the ones that all the EV purists. Really pisses them off as these people are hybrids. Uh, Pete actually made reference. He says, "Like you're coming down." I read that. Yeah, like pissy hybrid. Twenty mile range on for three hours to ch- to get fourteen miles. Mm-hmm. Like it's people like that that are taking the piss. The only way that they can do it is is start finding people hit, here. Hit them in the pocket. Absolutely. O- overstay fees at so pe- so many pence per kilowatt, and then suddenly, right, you stay there a little more twenty minutes. We'll, we'll charge you a fiver. Uh-huh. You guarantee it. You char- start charging someone, and they're flipping. There we uh, Anyak or whatever else the flipping Scarper like, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "This is a disgrace." <laughs> oh, it'll be everybody else's fault, not uh, theirs. Yeah. Why does my car not drive itself? Yes, I'm going to buy local MP. He'll sort of like. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, when you're talking about, I'm going to take this to the fire up the letters. <laughs> Warren just said something there, and it, it put it back in my head about uh, a TV advert. So the car won't drive itself. Have you noticed BMW's iX? So this new thing, and you'll see it advertised on the TV. It's the big weird. It's like a maroon coloured mm. thing, but. They write on it, this car needs to be charged using electric or something along those terms. Fucking numb nuts think that they can buy these cars that are self-charging. <laughs> so BMW have literally had to put into the adverts, this car needs plugged in to charge it. Yep. Crack perpetual motion. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh nuts. People are just... I give up. Right. Uh, next question. Again from Boydie. All the questions today from Boydie. Sam, what is the most fun 40 plus MPG petrol car? Perfect balance between power and economy. Golf. Done. Yeah. Has to be. Like a, Mark, not like a Mark something GTI. A Mark 5 GTI. Like Would I still do 40? I don't, I, I I don't think oh, so. Oh, no, I won't. No, no won't, I, I, I couldn't think of a single performance pedal car that would do 40. No. Like, uh, maybe not a performance car, like a 1.2 of a good chassis, you could throw around a bit of fun, but you not something like a GTA. It did on like super economic mode when you drove it, like Miss Daisy, both the McLarens and the Ariat. <laughs> the Ariat had a thing called um, cylinder on demand. Mm-hmm. So if you drove mm-hmm. it in like economy, like economy mode or economic mode, whatever it's called, I can't remember. Comfort, I think it probably is the correct it term. Came right? a V two. Yeah, it, yeah, no, literally it shuts down cylinders, mm-hmm. so it would do literally miles and miles. Like you could fill the McLaren, it would come up like three hundred and sixty miles and all. That's never happening, but I mean you could. If you drive it very economically. Yeah. I, I haven't had a car in the last probably 12 years that has done 30 miles a gallon, never mind 40. Uh, you know, and, and that's not even driving probably it Probably driving it, yeah. yeah just like, driving it. Just driving it normally. I haven't had a car doing 40 miles a gallon in a long, long, long time. So, so yeah, body, go and work on your questions. The only thing I could think is something like, we'll say, so I see in the notes here, Suzuki Swift, but, you know, they're not, um, I don't know how much performance... Uh, 
do you want? And I'm sure the guys in the form have said, well, maybe they don't even do 40 to the gallon as well. But 40 in a petrol car is tough to get. Yeah. yeah. Ha- and, and really, you might be able to get it in a Gold GTI hypermilin, but what's the point? Mm-hmm. What Bloody no. wants there is a, is a 318D with an AliExpress body kit on it. Oh. That'll do 40 miles a gallon. And a set of one sales. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question from Mark19. Fuel prices, Mark. I think we have fl- flogged fuel prices to death. It's horrendous and with no good answer. Uh, and the next question from Silver F80. Would we buy a car, Chris car, car uh, site on scene? We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sturdy Filla, best example of a facelift or midlife refresh uh, that transformed a car to what it should have been in the first place? For example, having owned a 2.8 GTI and 2.8 GTI by Puget Sport. Um, and its tweaks should have been from the factory and other examples. Um, my thought would maybe be, uh, I'm going to steal your notes here, Gary, but 100% agree, the M2 competition. Putting the M4 yeah. engine into yeah. it is, was a stroke a of genius. Yeah, yeah, definitely that is a great shoot. Because the normal, a mate had the first M2 and it was a bit, just a bit drab or something mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it. And the compact one was a great fun Because the NAM spec engine really was it the first one. It was so balls, wasn't it? They just just lacking that sparkle. <coughs> yeah. It'd be like an, an M240i or something if they were bringing out nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought the aesthetic way to changing the bug eye impressive to the blob eye. Now, I know some people do disagree, and the, the, the bug eye has its fans, but I'm not one of them. And also the 36M3, when they brought out the Evo mm-hmm. version and went up from a 3-litre to a 3.2, 5-speed box to 6-speed box, about another 35 or 40 horsepower and a few re- other changes. It revved a bit harder as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It revved them as well. So uh, They both drive well, but I've, I've owned both of them and certainly the, the Evo has the edge on it. Ooh, I wish I could have a think about... Uh, oh, S14A over the S14. That's a great uh, oh, yeah. mid midlife change. Especially those lights. Those, it was a horrendous looking car to a sort of almost socially acceptable car. That's a, uh, I like that one. Uh, Ross, Lauren, any other life cycle impulse thoughts? No, no I am too. One, I think that's that's jackpot stuff. Like That really changed that car and made it much more fun. And yeah. obviously gave it a bit more grunt about it too, which is what it needed because it's a great fun car. Like mm-hmm. So no, I think that's bang on the money actually to be fair. Uh, ALN asks what's the oldest car you've driven Ooh. for me 72 Jagger E-Type V12 oh nice what was that like shy so, but great no, no actually quite nice weird yeah. it's a 4 speed box which takes a bit of getting used to because it's still about 270 horsepower so the gearing feels strange compared yeah. to a modern car but it actually felt quite rapid and I sort of thought if you won one of these cars in the late 60s like it must have felt really sharp back then when stuff wasn't quick like it has now. been great. Yeah. I actually don't know what the oldest car I've ever driven is. I had to think about it, but uh, it was my father-in-law has a 1933 car, uh, which is actually really cool because it still works in the carbon engine that there oh, and nice. normal gearbox like you would imagine, like not like and it was weird things you saw in Goodwood Festival Speed. Yeah. Like five different things. Drove like a normal car. Uh-huh. It was just really cool and big, springy, spongy seats. And what was What's it? that? It's a 1933. It's called an Armstrong Sidley. Big. It's a big English car. It's, right. You know, it's kind of cool looking, big thing. Uh, but he it's also like had a 1906. 89 years old. 89 years old. But he, he has a 1906 Buick. Oh, wow. Which is Not amazing. Old. Yeah. I've literally been in it as a passenger, the length of his garden, and that was it. Well, there's a question. Do you think someone will be driving a McLaren in 89 years? No. 
They don't work that long. <laughs> they just don't eight work. years. <laughs> eight years if they're for eight months. Um, can't see it. Can't see it. If it are, it's going to be some random and never collection. driven, locked away. Never driven, locked away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I don't see it. They just fundamentally break too much. In my experience, I mean, uh, people do get good ones. Don't get me wrong; they're obviously great. And I do stand by the fact that a genuine is the best thing I've ever driven mm-hmm. when it worked. It's yeah. phenomenal. Um, just really good fun to there, uh, do you know what when I when I sat in your car I just thought this is all me because mm. it's like we had all the performance raw like it is raw, raw and it, but that's it's a driver's car like mm. but you, you could drive it honestly see in comfort mode mm-hmm. like you could drive it like a, a golf just the way you went and I, mean, I didn't like but you could mm-hmm. no but I will <laughs> why would you want to <laughs> well you wouldn't <laughs> it's bolts uh, fall out apparently uh, <laughs> Uh, Rocco asks what saving would you need to be making on fuel to sit in a queue for 30 minutes to use a specific petrol seat I, t- I tell you what that is uh, Craig you may sit back and laugh with your, your smug Tesla face on <laughs> but um, you still have an internal combustion car in the house as well and uh, no one here wants to be sitting like uh, maybe our parents were in the 70s or something like that there with fuel crisis and 12% mortgage interest rates and all that type of Type of nonsense like that's that is Mad Max type mentalness, you know. It is. But it does happen because you don't even like you see it popping up and flipping Facebook and whatever else when somebody does like a, a freeze at the pumps or whatever else. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of idiots queuing up to like literally save and when you when you think about it on a fifty liter tank, they're maybe going to save four or five pounds mm-hmm. tops. Melts You'd need head. to be fucking hard up to, mm-hmm. to people that are driving ten miles to another petrol station because it's four p cheaper. Yeah, and like basic maths is hard. <laughs> Here we are. I, I, to answer his question, I'd never do it. No, not a chance. No. We need no, remotely entertain it. Same here. I just I don't obsess over fuel prices too much. I talk about them like everyone else if it's in the news, but I would never probably deviate from a normal commute just to find a petrol station somewhere. I just take it you know there, there's a little bit of marginal difference between them all, but you, yeah. you have to fill up. If you don't fill up, you don't drive. So. Just do it. Agree. All right. Okay. Well, like I think we will uh, we will bring the European Highlander in <laughs> in the dock after it's been stuck out in the Irish uh, uh, Sea. If you want to find us, you'll get us on the socials at RMS Motoring. Obviously, you'll get us on RMS on the RMS forum. And if you have any questions, uh, it's pod pod at rmsmotoring.com. Uh, thanks for listening, Warren. Thanks very much for right. coming along. Yes, thank you. Well, fantastic, thank you fun. good crack. And uh, I'd just like to say, remember, there's no warranty. This was sold to sing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>